Welcome, everybody, to episode 123 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. It's a very special cast, but first, my name's Jeff, and I'm here with Carlos. Cheese. Nice. <laughs> and Steven's here. Hey, everyone. Really awesome to have you again, man. Um, always a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to hopefully doing more of these with you in the future. Spoilers, but yeah. Man. Um, but uh, yeah, today is our Ore Emo uh, spoiler cast. We did this as a group watch, and we had a lot of interaction in this one, so it was a really, really fun show to talk about. A really fun show to watch, really fun show to talk about. Um, and I'm hoping that you guys all lis- you know, enjoy listening. I know it's a long one. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, hopefully uh, you enjoy this show. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, any opening, I guess we'd say closing or opening uh, thoughts before we get started. Um, sorry if this makes you not want to watch it. Please do watch it. And also, we need to get Stephen a very British introduction for when he comes. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I'm, I see, I, I, I try. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Look at me! I try and American my, uh, my uh, nice myself a little bit. Hey, everyone! Like, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, but we're <laughs> but we're but we're terrible people because we're Americans. Anyway, please enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, guys! Thanks for listening. can hear me say go <laughs> at this point like i actually expect you guys to say like oh what the hell i didn't you know <laughs> let's redo it it's, it's usually the second countdown where that happens but now we don't do the second countdown so we're good that's true yeah uh i was just telling chef this morning that uh i've been trying to kind of work on my teams in all-stars steven oh really yeah, uh, I cool. I've started to kind of yeah I've started to kind of kind of come to terms with the fact that like after a certain point like brute forcing kind of becomes impossible in that game and it becomes like a game of inches just like trying to get a little bit more voltage and you know out of out of every song and stuff like that, um, which I kind of dig. But the the second Niji songs are like the advanced versions are kicking my ass. So glad I've not got to that point then. I can still brute force things. <laughs> <laughs> but the second yeah, EG songs I, are so good. 
they are they're, they are they're really fun too like they actually they're the first songs in that game that actually are they have a challenge that's a little bit high you know um and like for example uh, rena's second song um teleopathy or whatever it is mm. <laughs> um there's a lot of uh, like swipe notes that you know in different directions mm. it, it it feels right with the song though which is why i think it's really fun i'm just like seeing the i mean very recently we got the um uh the preview for the nijigasaki first you know proper live um and those songs all have dances minus you and i which i'm sure they could have thought of just something <laughs> for that uh so i'm sad that like all the all of them are 2d songs like they're not they don't have animations or anything like that and like as much as I as an I fan would you know not really like it I would be like okay she gets a 2d one everyone else gets you know their song animated because there are there is a dance to their song yeah um, but yeah yeah I mean it's whatever the songs are still really good and I I love uh I'm not sure if you guys how many you've unlocked uh but I like the fact that um because you have to play the Bond stories to unlock these songs. And every Bond story from, I want to say, like 6 to uh, up to 12, where you unlock the song, is about this, like, like the song is kind of like, the lyrics kind of deal with that. Um, like oh, you and cool. Yeah, like you and I is, is about I being like, all right, I really want to reach out to my fans. So I want to make a song that, you know, is very me, you know, like puntastic and, you know, all about having fun and stuff and being a gyaru and like my fans. But like some of those stories are really, really good. I, I don't want to spoil too much, but like I have to talk about like my favorite is is actually Cotton's because Cotton's is like um, her song is Wish and it's very, you know, somber and like not mm. what you're expecting from her. And her story is all about like the the main character realizing that like, She's supposed to be this, you know, mature, you know, model, you know, type type girl, but she's a high school girl. So she she thinks that she has to act mature and be mature and all this stuff. And like, that's why her song is called Wish is because she wants to kind of step outside those bounds and, you know, be just a normal high school girl, not be like everyone's big sister. Um, this game's giving us a lot more. It's giving us a lot more like solo attention, I think, to the to the Nietzsche girls than we ever really got with the other girls without really digging in. You know, like we had to really look for it um, mm -hmm. with Aqua and Muse, but with Nietzsche, because of these Bond stories in the game, uh, focusing so much on them, it's been really interesting. I've only done uh, Kasumi and Rena's, and I love both of them. So and, uh, <laughs> you got to see Rena's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that moment's so perfect. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, she's, she's, she's very cute. I don't know how often we get to see her face. I've, I've seen, uh, I think that there is a costume at some point where she doesn't wear her, her headgear, right? So, yeah. Not to spoil too much more, but Shizuku's also involves both Aquas and Muse. So, look forward to that. But cool. we are not here to talk about our favorite <laughs> franchise. Little preview, honestly, because, you know, soon we will. Soon oh, we will have yeah, plenty yeah, of time when, to talk about that well, stuff. Also, yeah, not only that, but like I'm excited for their their anime, which will be coming out mm. who fucking knows when because this whole <laughs> goddamn shit. <laughs> yeah, good grief. But we're here to talk about uh, our latest um, uh, group watch. This is a spoiler cast, and uh, uh, Jeff, why don't you why don't you introduce this show since it's yours? 
Yeah, yeah, I I was really excited to um to nominate this show and it to me as someone who doesn't partake in all the group watches and pro- in fact probably less than half um I I couldn't help but be part of the Ori Ori no Imoto ga konnai kawaii wake ga nai or Oreimo um <laughs> group watch that we just did that I nominated um got voted for pretty quickly so I think a lot of other people were excited. It's one of those shows I think that like if you've watched it, you want to see other people's reactions to it. And if you haven't watched it, you want to see what all the fuss is about because that's obviously a pretty infamous show in the anime community. But um, it's uh, a show from back in 2010, I, I guess it started. Uh, second season ended in 2013. Um, so we're going on... a a decade already i remember watching this when it aired uh it was very popular at the time but uh the studio uh i didn't realize that this has two different studios aic build yeah. for the first season um and a1 uh, pictures for the second season aic build for those of you wondering did haganai uh and koito senkyoto chocolate and that is it aside from uh obviously origami or um origami season one Interesting. I, yeah, I've never, Hagen, I obviously is pretty popular. I never heard of the other one. <laughs> I think it translates pictures. to like love and election and chocolate or something like that. I've never seen mm. it. Yeah. I, I thought they did a good job with the first season, honestly, uh, considering that. I didn't realize that that was the case until just now, but um, that's very interesting. Uh, director is Hiroyuki Kanbei, uh, going to be the twin tail and plunderer i guess yeah plunder is shows he's done plunder it's so i'm looking this guy up um he's done he's he's done quite a few things like as an episode director but it's gonna be the twin tail orimo are like his his really his only actual directorial stuff until Mm -hmm. plunderer which is this season so he's got a massive gap from 2013 to now holy crap yeah that's what orimo does to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruined his career <laughs> poor guy um the screenplay uh hideyuki karata uh, of bamboo blade drifters and made in abyss fame mm-hmm. um he's made in abyss obviously yeah drifters i guess too right yeah I mean, that's uh, his 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 uh screenplays mo- mostly it mostly looks like he just adapts manga and, and light novels into screenplays I'm not sure about Bamboo Blade, Blade, but Drifters and Made in Abyss were both manga, so. Very, very well done as well. Um, an adaptation from a light novel by Tsukasa Fushimi. I I know that this guy is famous for some things. Ero Manga Sensei. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just didn't list it. Like. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy's mostly famous for little sister stuff, I think, right? Um and uh, the OP is by Clarice, uh, named Irony, for season one. Season two is also Clarice. It's called uh, Reunion. Um, and the ED, uh, too many to list, because this show actually, one of, I, there's going to be a lot of positive things I have to say about show. One of the things that I find amazing is that they had a different ED, uh, both animated and song, for each episode. So that was that was kind of cool to be able to kind of see a different ED and they usually had some kind of a connection to the episode itself. Um, so yeah, all good character songs. Usually they coincided with a character episode. So, um, and I suggested it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was your you're nomination. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome guys. For good or for ill. Uh, 
<laughs> um, so I'll let you take it away with the story, actually, Carlos, because you're better at that than me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I think, uh, Stephen, had you watched this one beforehand? You were one of the people who'd seen it before, right? Yeah, I, I, it was actually one of my almost my first animes so jesus (laughs) so it definitely set a path uh that was different to most let's say that normally enter the anime sphere through um shonen kind of anime as um as a kid this was like i think this was my this might have been my second anime that i watched uh after toradora as my entry into anime wow so kidding um so that's like pre like shonen you didn't get into like pokemon or dragon ball z or any of that stuff prior i got i got into pokemon but didn't recognize it as an anime as such and i was more into the games than the actual show Mm. um but my pure entry into anime was yeah torador was first or emo was second so it's a very unique entry into anime yeah definitely (laughs) you know or i can see but i feel more and more we're getting people who um who you know who didn't grow up with you know tsunami and stuff like that and i think as we get older it's just gonna keep happening mm. uh not that like i think steven's closer to our age so it's, it's a little rarer for him to have not you know come up in the tsunami age even though mm. i'm not sure if the uk has tsunami um, uh, we did we did so we had things like dragon ball but it was it was never kind of my thing really yeah yeah mm. understandable um yeah, okay, so we're stalling. The uh the Oreimo uh storyline is uh boiling it down to its basics, it's the story of a brother and sister. Yeah, boiling it down to its basics before the ending. It's the story of a of a brother and sister kind of uh how do I say this? Like reuniting in in a, in a way like like cuz they are kind of estranged even though they live in the same house. Um, it's, it's a lot of the brother helping the sister out with her life problems, because even though she seems on the surface to be, you know, perfect and, um, like she's a model, straight A student can pretty much do anything. Cough, Mary Sue, cough. Uh, (laughs) um, she's, she does have like this underlying secret, uh, that is kind of the, the crux of the whole series. And uh, that secret is that she is a massive fucking otaku. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just an otaku, like, a, oh, no, she likes anime. What are we going to do? Like, a, oh, no, she's playing all kinds of fucking eroge. Uh, and they're all themed because she loves little sisters. Yeah. Um, we we should yeah, come I out and say, she... like, we say Ori Emo. Like, the actual title of this anime is Ori no Emoto ga Konai. Uh, kawaii wakeganai which it translates to my little sister can't be this cute mm-hmm. so if, <laughs> if you're if, if you think you can figure out what's going to happen from that title congratulations you sure can I think at this point at this point if you don't know what the show becomes then you've been living under a rock as far as the anime community as a whole i think it's pretty infamous for what what it portrays but yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, you'll find out. I mean, it's just, you're listening <laughs> to a spoiler cast, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. Basically, uh, brother, brother, trying like the that that is the bare bones synopsis of the of the story. Brother tries to help out sister, uh, meets other flawed individuals along the way. Hmm. Um, so let's go over the the character list here. Um, 
the, our main character, the brother in question, is uh, Kyosuke Kurosaka, which I you, you don't really hear people's last names a lot, I guess. I mean, maybe we heard, you know, Kosaka-kun every now and again from other characters. I just wasn't paying attention. But it upsets me that he has the same last name as Honoka. Um, and <laughs> That's funny. It, yeah, I didn't even put that together. It, it upsets <laughs> me that both of them have the same name. But, okay, so Kyosuke is... Um, at the beginning of the show, he's very laid back. He's, you know, he, he's okay with being normal. He's he's a poster boy for, for you know, going to become a salary man and, you know, die in his, like, late 60s. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of, like, uh, average at everything. Like, pretty chill dude, honestly. I mean, I, I didn't see anything unlikable about him. I thought he was pretty cool, relatable. <laughs> average dude yeah er, early on i liked him early on he was fun Mm. um his the the other you know main character obviously is his sister uh kirino kosaka uh again i think i've mentioned this before uh actually i should say kyosuke is in high school kirino is in her last year of middle school so i think ninth and 10th or 11th grade respectively I, i don't recall where exactly kyosuke is um but uh so uh kirino is uh, a model she's a you know straight a student she's you know basically like the perfect daughter for you know their parents and stuff like that uh completely overshadows kyosuke in every way um <laughs> however she is again a major 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 otaku uh and is into two things in particular uh one a magical girl series called that looks just bananas called Stardust Witch Meridu. Um and Meridu, Meridu, Meridu. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh little sister Eroge. So much little sister Eroge. Um and she She's also probably one of the most recognizable anime characters, at least for the kind of the time I've been watching anime, just because she is in so many gifts that circulate on the internet. Oh, dude, not just that. She was she was the poster girl for uh for when they gave 18 year olds the right to vote in Japan. She was on the pamphlet on how to vote for 18 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) I had forgotten about that. Yeah, she totally was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's got like a I think all the designs in this show, um are very like very simplistic but attractive designs and and she's no different you know yeah so bottle blonde blue hair uh, or blue eyes you know schoolgirl so she uh, she uh i mean she is blue eyed she just has orange hair uh mm-hmm. she uh constantly wakes her brother up in the rudest possible fashion by sitting on him and slapping him in the face which i don't know how he didn't wake up when she sat on him he's a really heavy sleeper um and uh what do you call it asking him for life advice that's like a lot of the show is her asking him for some kind of life advice because she can't she's trying to balance uh you know her her otaku life and her you know quote-unquote normal life her Hmm. you know friends and uh friends and modeling career and and school which you know otaku apparently don't have friends <laughs> obviously not modeling careers but uh and uh along the way um he helps her out and and, and one of the ways he tries to help her out is trying to get her into 
uh, into groups of other otaku to give her friends on both ends. And in, through that, we meet uh, uh, Ruri Goko, who we know through most of the show as her, by her, uh, her internet handle name, which is Kuroneko. And uh, that should be a name that rings something of a bell if you've never seen this show, because <laughs> that's another very recognizable character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she is a uh, an otaku as well, but she's into a, a call it a chuni show, a very teenage angsty show called uh, I don't remember Asuka. the whole. Yeah, I don't remember the whole name of it. There's there's more of it, but it's yeah, it's like the the shortened version is just um, mascara or mascara. It's mascara lament of the fallen beast. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so much. She likes this show so much that she actually wears you know, like cosplay pretty much of one of the characters wherever she goes, and mm. she talks in that very chuny way about you know, angels and devils and you know plots and shit like that uh so she's a fun character <laughs> clearly the best for sure uh and uh booty and, and kirino bond uh despite their difference in interests and stuff like that and it, it, their bonding is mostly just arguing and yeah it, it's an interesting that like depiction of the butting of heads of people who are fans of anime but different aspects of anime because mm-hmm. we've talked about that before in the past but it's interesting how it's such a huge anime fans as a whole come together typically but there are so many different subsects of anime fandom and, and it's interesting to see them butt heads and kind of make fun of each other's interests a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> um Another character we're introduced to is uh, Ayase Aragaki, who is uh, on the other end. Uh, she is Katie Knows' modeling slash school friend, like one of her best friends uh, from school. Um, and the kind of uh, conflict we get with her is that she, you know, she doesn't understand otaku culture. She thinks everything that Katie Knows into is gross. Um, eventually, she comes around, but she still thinks, you know, the little sister stuff is pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So a lot of her, a lot of her conflict is in her trying to see eye to eye with Kirino's other half, and and then getting sexually harassed by Kyosuke. <laughs> uh, she's the uh, she's the Yandere character, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's an interesting little piece of her character um, that she kind of pulled. She. So it starts to encapsulate that personality, but it's like, I think more, more really in the beginning, especially she's the modeling, she's the friend that Kirino has from her perfect, you know, model life. Um, whereas Ruri is the, um, the friend from the otaku life, I guess. So it's like the two halves of Kirino's friendship. Right. Right. Uh, similarly, uh, Kyosuke has at least a friend, <laughs> Uh, his childhood friend, uh, Manami uh, Tamura, who is a, she's the daughter of like a uh, Japanese sweets confectionery, um, and her and him are the kind of like early on are like the epitome of just like you know, uh, normal kind of boring everyday peaceful people. Uh, not that I think she's like that's a bad thing, um, but she is the, uh, she's the childhood friend. I mean, if you've watched any anime. You know where this is going. She's the childhood friend. Basically, yep. kind of write her off early on. She'll get an episode or two. <laughs> um, I love this character, <laughs> but uh, opinions differ. 
So super cute, perfect housewife type character, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> I would probably choose her first. If if I'm, you know what, this is a visual novel. I just never played it. I'd probably choose her. if if she has a root, I would choose her first, and then I'd probably go with Kuroneko and then I say. Um. Uh, next up is uh, Sayori Makishima, who is uh, who initially introduces uh, Kiruno to uh, Kuroneko um, through a all female um, like otaku online like meetup. Yeah, meetup like offline meetup kind of thing. Um, like, and both uh, Kuroneko and Kiruno like are like have a hard time even speaking to their fellow otaku. Because, you know, it is true, like, you know, I have been to cons and stuff like that. And, like, sometimes, like, we're a niche community to begin with, anime fans, you know, in general. Like, and granted, the niche is getting bigger, um, like, mm -hmm. with the internet and all that stuff. But I think um, I think when you start getting into subsets of fandom, like, if I go up and, like, to somebody at a con and start talking about Love Live, there's a good chance that person doesn't give a shit about Love Live. Yeah. <laughs> and they start talking berserk at me, and I could give two fucks about berserk sorry berserk fans <laughs> you have jeff for that we have one host for that um <laughs> so like yeah they're like it, it's sometimes it's hard especially like when you start getting real because you know people get really excited about what they what they're interested in and and when the other person is just like oh yeah i've heard about that show it's just you know that's essentially what kirino and and uh kuronako have to go through because they're both very into one specific thing um, God, you know, I actually have a great example of this that I feel like I need to share. When I went to go see the Love Live, um, the live the for for Fest, mm -hmm. uh, there was a guy at the theater, clearly an anime fan. He had a My Hero Academia T-shirt on, and his phone case was the um, the the in friggin' syringe girl from My Hero Academia. Okay, and uh, I expected him to know what Love Live was just because he was an anime fan. He had no idea what it was. He had no idea if it was even airing at the theater that night. I'm like, man, it's amazing to me that I guess just because of part of our community, I think everyone knows Love Life, but yeah, <laughs> it's <no>. still <laughs> we've ensured that. Yeah. <laughs> um spoilers for later. <laughs> uh but uh so yeah, Sayori's she's you know brings them together. Like even though they're they don't see eye to eye, like they can still at, at the very least come together in arguing over which is better, uh, Mascara or uh, Meridu. Um, and she's very much the typical otaku, like of the time. Like if you if you've watched a whole lot of anime, you know, like like they ha they have like a stereotypical otaku, like kind of outfit, like like button up. Mm -hmm uh button up t-shirt uh jeans bandana those fucking glasses with the swirly things that i don't know how people see out of but apparently she does <laughs> backpack with backpack with like posters and and wall scrolls hanging out of it which i've fucking done before <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, i'll never forget that god damn it uh <laughs> fourth live and just hearing some japanese girls behind me going yabai yabai and i was like god damn it <laughs> i'm a stereotype <laughs> um but yeah sayori's like eventually we learn that sayori is actually uh, a much more in-depth character in season two uh she herself is a very rich girl um who kind of didn't have like uh, i would say like um anything she was terribly interested in until her sister brought her in 
and made her aware of like otaku culture in like her own little uh circle and uh like this is her like her getting kuruneko uh kuruneko kyosuke and kirino together uh as an anime group is kind of her trying to form her own otaku community mm-hmm. yeah and she she clearly has an interest in trying to bring people together which i mm-hmm. i think almost kind of i almost kind of connect with that idea myself i think uh, we as a community have have tried to do that as well and it's it feels good it feels good to see people enjoy talking about anime together so mm-hmm. uh and last one i i i listed as a main character is and she's kind of not but somewhat yeah is uh kanako kurusu who is a friend of kirino's from school who ends up getting tricked into doing a um a cosplay contest to look or you know for who looks the most like you know characters in Stardust Witch Meridu and it turns out that uh, Kanako looks exactly like Meridu <laughs> like so much so that like she becomes like the official cosplayer for Meridu mm-hmm. um, at like events and stuff like that I included her because she's in some of the more key moments of the show uh, when um, she's also officially part of the harem so yeah I kind of <laughs> Kind of, yeah. I mean, she does. She does get like, I, and we'll we'll get into it. She does get like a rejection, just like you know, mm-hmm. the others. So, um, I'm just gonna really quickly go over some of the um the supporting cast, and maybe we'll we'll bring them up a little bit later. But uh, Bridget Evans is also a uh, a Meridu cosplayer, but she cosplays as Meridu's like sidekick. I forget what her name is. Alpha Omega. I was just looking that up on the wow that <laughs> that name though. Uh, she's a uh, if you can tell by the name, she's a British girl living in living in Japan? Question mark or she? I, no, I think she comes to Japan for a cosplay contest. But as often as she's there, she might as well live there. Um, you know all the blonde haired, blue eyed British mm. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you guys, right? Uh, yeah, that's all of us. <laughs> I don't know why Hitler was trying to invade you guys. It doesn't make any sense. You were all blonde and blue-eyed. Blonde hair, blue <laughs> Too soon, too soon. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, uh, Sena Akagi, who is a... Uh, and Kohei Akagi. Kohei is a friend of uh, Kyosuke's. Sena becomes a, a friend of uh, Kyosuke's. Uh, they're both classmates. Um, and uh, Sena is in the club that Kyosuke is in. What is the club called again? Is anyone Games Research Club? Games Research Club, thank you. Um, where they're, I think they're trying to make like visual novels and stuff like that. Um, and Senna is a a massive um fan of uh homosexual arrow gay. There we go, we'll say it that way because I don't want to say it the way they say it, it's got a negative <laughs> connotation the way they say it in, in English. So, um, uh, BL, I guess BL, no, see, because BL is like BL is just. Boys love like I mean Yuri and and BL are different than you know straight up porn like uh, I gotcha yeah. yeah so and she is into the straight up like <laughs> porn so uh, <laughs> and Kohei is is her older brother and he we briefly get to see that he has similar problems uh, to Kyosuke with his little sister it's just instead of having to buy little sister Eroge he's got to buy homosexual Eroge. Um, <laughs> Uh, then there's uh, Kirino's mom and dad, uh, Daisuke and Yoshino Kosaka. Um, they play a fairly pivotal roles. Um, the dad's a, apparently a police 
chief or something like that, but you wouldn't know it by how much he's, time he spends at home in his pajamas. Um, and the mom is just great. She's hilarious. And I don't know, like I, I connect with the dad a little more after the time we spent in the Ryokan wearing that, um, <laughs> the, uh, y- Yukata there. It's just like, yeah, I, I would be, I would be totally hanging out in that too. If I was <laughs> um, then- super conservative dad, like super hardcore kind of like, you know, hard nosed appearing anyway, uh, conservative dad. And, um, the mom is cool. She's just a cool mom. <laughs> Uh, we, we also get to meet the, the Tamura family, uh, Minami's uh, family. Uh, we see her dad. He doesn't speak. Uh, we see her grandma and grandpa, and um, they, are, they are essentially trying to get them to hook up, which, you know, go grandma and grandpa. And um, Iwao, uh, or as he's calling himself in the one episode he's in, Rok, Roku, is, uh, is I'm going to guess, her little brother, maybe her cousin. I have no idea. They don't really go into it. Uh, but... He's there too. He's just a a weird little kid who's really into rock and roll and trying to play rock and roll on is that a biwa or a shamisen? <laughs> yeah. He's a Yankee, man. He is and he has oh. a buzz cut. <laughs> um Yeah, he's yeah, he's got no, he's got a yeah, he's got a buzz cut, but he thinks he's what does he say? You think I think he's just trying to be a skinhead, but yeah, um, yeah. didn't have a razor. <laughs> I forgot about that's that. right, right, right. He's like, no, this is a skinhead haircut, and they're like, uh, no, that's a buzz cut, bud. Yeah, apparently, skinhead doesn't have the also the negative connotation that it does in uh, in English. Anyway, uh, and then there's uh, the um, Kuronako sisters, uh, Hinata and Tamaki. They exist to uh, <laughs> to mock Kuroneko. Well, Hinata does. Tamaki exists to be adorable, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, we see them whenever we're in Kuroneko's house or around it. Uh, then there is, uh, God, I listed the American. This... Yeah, the uh, she's the American. Is she American? Track... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, Ria Hagri, who uh, is yeah an American track star. She's she's in one episode. I just listed her because she's she's kind of pivotal. I mean. Mm. If you watch yes. if you watch season one and you don't watch the OVAs and you watch season two and she's in it, you don't know why the hell she's there. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any like the we'll we can get into that a little bit later, but yeah. So she's sure. she's kinda like she plays like kinda like a little sister for one episode for uh Kirino to like dote on and stuff like that. And she's also kind of a troublemaker and I I liked her character. I wish there were more of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the last character I listed, there's more, but like the last character I listed was a uh, Koko Koki uh, Mikagami, who is a model and friend of um, of Kirinos. Uh, he's also in otaku, like kind of a, a secret otaku. He joins, kind of joins uh, Kyosuke's club, and uh, briefly plays as Kirino's fake boyfriend to upset Kyosuke because Kirino is uh, kind of the worst. And I guess we can get into that. Yeah. So so that's that's the cast. Um briefly going over the story cuz I don't want to go beat by beat and just go through mm-hmm. everything. The first season really is uh just Kyosuke and Kirino trying to come to terms with each other because apparently they've been estranged and like really just haven't been talking to each other for oh god, I, I don't remember how long it's been, but essentially from when they're kids to when they're 
you know, in middle school slash high school, they just don't talk. So much so that Kyosuke doesn't even know that she's a model, which surprises the shit out of me. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the first season is is Kirino, like the epi- from episode one, Kirino being like, "Hey, I need your help," because he saw he saw uh, he sees her. What do you call it? Uh, it's like an, an anime Blu-ray, but inside is an Aeroge. And because she, they bumped into each other, and it fell out of her bag like magically. Mm-hmm. And he essentially tells her, you know, hey, if that is yours, I don't care. It's it's whatever, you know. Um, you have if if that's your interest, and it's none of my business. Uh, and she's inspired by that to ask him, hey, how do I reconcile my otaku life with my you know non otaku life? <laughs> and through successive episodes, we see you know him trying to like. Like, like like I mentioned before, him trying to get her into an otaku circle so she makes friends on that end so she has someone else to talk to. He Initially, kind of, it's more like he's trying to shoo her away. Like, like I, I don't hate you, you're my sister, but I want you to talk to someone else about this because I don't know what the fuck you're on about with these little sister arrow, okay? Mm, uh, yeah. And she, through that time, kind of starts trying. I, and I think this is more because she wants someone to be able to talk to about it because... Still, with all the friends she makes, I don't really think she makes many that appreciate Aeroge like she does. So she starts wanting him to play the Aeroge so he can talk to her about it. Um, and I guess that's when he starts to get his mind a little twisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we, we run into, uh, like, after she's kind of like, okay, I have friends now and stuff like that. And, and Kyosuke's like, fine, fuck, I'll, I'll come with you. Uh, to like comic hat that's when we get the the drama of isa being like you know why do you have these this little sister porn uh because yeah. they they run into her at comic hat which it surprises me that a modeling company would have a photo shoot anywhere around odaiba during comic hat but there it is and yeah. uh isa just happens to be there sees her and and uh and there's like a little bit of drama where Kyosuke has to convince, or actually he does convince uh, ISA that, you know, he's the one with like who was buying all the little sister porn. And um, later on we find out ISA knew, you know, that he was bluffing and stuff like that. But to, re- to mend her friendship with uh, Kirino, she, you know, pretends and kind of just accepts the fact that her friend has interests that are outside of her bounds. Yeah, I say at this point kind of starts to show that she's she she's she's got a lot more interest in friendship than a normal person would. Like she really is almost kind of obsessed with Kirino. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I, th- I think yeah, this is she's... this is the point as well where we kind of like start seeing like Kyosuke's doing doing a lot for Kiri- Kirino at this point because like he's already taken a punch from his dad at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I completely um, I completely went over that. Yeah. Because like, yeah, he's already the taken a punch, Aroge, yeah, and now he's basically like basically selling himself out to all of her friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's running to make... support, like totally wingman support. Oh to, yeah, like, yeah, big big to... style wingman. He's he's willing to yeah. throw himself under a bus to kind of allow her to hide this. Yeah, yeah, I completely glossed over that, but the dad does find it and. And he's able to convince the dad, and yeah, like you said, he takes a punch for that. Um, uh, 
what the the rest of them are um the rest of those episodes or not the rest of those episodes but like the the following episodes after that are um god what happens in those i know that there's the the uh the minami episode happens in like episode six and mm. that's where we meet her family and her family is very much trying to get them together like and i'm not just like trying to get them together like you know oh maybe you guys should date like they force them into a room with like one futon and yeah yeah it's funny because like between like this show also kind of plays out throughout like like a harem show Mm -hmm. um with kiosuke as the protagonist and uh while the relationship i think the crux of the story is about him and his sister and in their kind of um, like you said, reconciling after being estranged for most of their lives. Um, you also have these episodes thrown in that are very tip- stereotypical kind of like character episodes that you would find in a harem where like the protagonist kind of bonds with these different characters we've been mentioning. Um, and then also, you you know, mixed in with that, you've got a lot of like otaku kind of um, inside jokes mm-hmm. that are happening, like episodes that kind of play on like otaku culture and um like there's not a lot of substance that happens throughout a lot of these episodes they feel in a way like maybe they'll throw like a little bit of progression between Kirino and Kyosuke as far as kind of like them bonding a little more um but a lot of the time it's kind of an episodic show where mm-hmm. they just go through some you know new joke or new story some a new trip to uh Akihabara or um yeah it's funny that you mentioned that though that like it's a uh, you know like uh, about the otaku inside jokes because like thinking mm-hmm. about like the anime that were coming that came out around that time like i mean granted it wasn't exactly around that time but like between 05 and and 2010 and maybe a little bit later like you, we start saying a lot more of that like haruhi had a lot of otaku inside jokes lucky star had a lot of otaku inside jokes um it's true so yeah yeah uh, starting to become a little more like mainstream i guess mm-hmm. um but the the uh, after the the monomy episode we get the, the, <laughs> this is why i say kirino is a mary a mary sue because uh kirino takes an interest in writing light novels and then she writes a best-selling light novel like because remember like that she's still in the same grade so within within a school year because she does she oh actually no that's not true because they do, they do like between season one and season two, they move up a grade. But seriously, within a school year, she writes a an award winning, best selling uh, light novel, and it, within the next episode, that light novel gets an anime, and mm-hmm. and the the big drama for for those ones is like the first one is uh, Kirino. I mean, uh, Kyosuke has to help Kirino like come up with inspiration for the light uh, for the light novel uh, by taking her on a Christmas date. Um, which was all kinds of upsetting for multiple reasons. Uh, the, then there was the uh, the next episode where uh, it's getting an anime, and the th- this is one of those things that <laughs> I feel like uh, anime and and uh, light novel people go back and forth on is pointing the finger at each other and being like, like this is what they do to us. Because in this one, it would be you know the light novel director or the light novel author for. Oriimo being like, you know, this is what they do. They change our stories because the mean old anime executives want to change her 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 anime and won't listen to any of her suggestions. You know, 
you know yeah because they're you know business and they don't have a heart and like there's this really evil guy in a turtleneck who like you know shoots shoots <laughs> down all of her ideas and, and kyosuke's got to come in and save the day and basically beg them to to listen to all of her super unreasonable demands <laughs> um and lo and behold they actually make the make the story that she wanted and it it's a smash hit anime it's like what the fuck ever get show uh <laughs> I, I hated that that arc if, if you can't tell but um uh da, 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 the episode what is that <laughs> Stephen just posts I, episode I, ten, season one. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, I I was just looking through some of the plot of some of these episodes, and I just realised that se- season ten, which we're just coming up to, has the craziest song title I've ever seen for the ED. Okay, yeah, I have to read it this is, one. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, you take this one, man. You're the one oh, oh great, great. I'll take this one. <laughs> you go on okay. record with this. So the English translation for this title is No, Tom has learned sexual arousal for his little sister. <laughs> what? Uh, who is Tom? I don't know who Tom is and I don't know what he's learning, but he needs to stop. <laughs> he needs to chill <laughs> oh, the fuck no. out. Yeah, he does. yeah the, 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 the one before that is Because I Love You. Perfect yeah, song title. <laughs> The thing is, the craziest thing about that song as well is it's sung by uh, the voice actress for Kanako. Mm. That's weird. (laughs) Because it's her episode. Yeah. The episode before that is is the one where uh, where they have the maid party, though, right? Mm. So, like, like they 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 decide to have, like, uh, Saudi uh, throws a a maid party for Kyosuke and dresses Kuroneko and and Kiruno up as maids and you know it's a it's a big thank you to him for for you know all the all the stuff he's done for them being a bro man like and, he has just been amazing throughout the whole first season like literally running support and ironing over every issue Kiruno has created <laughs> to be fair though like I like Kiruno is kind of an asshole through it and like it's the one time where I I, I like applauded Kyosuke is like, yeah, no, blow up at her. For fuck's sake, dude, you're taking all this abuse. Like, I wouldn't have done half of this stuff. And I, I do love mm. like, my, my, I have many, many little sisters, but I wouldn't do half that shit for you. I would not take a punch from my dad <laughs> for, right. for, like, Aroge. <laughs> um, what do you call it? Uh, but the, the, and then the next episode, yeah, I think that's a, the Kanako episode where uh, ISA mm. wants to, wants to get something special for Kirino for her birthday. And there's a like a limited figure, like and by limited I mean like if you didn't pre-order it, it's gone. And uh the only way to get it is by entering this um this cosplay contest. Uh mm. and that's how they, they trick uh they trick Kanako into doing it. It's really silly and kinda dumb the way well, they trick her. I think she her, but... basically said it was one of a kind, right? Like the announcer said that, that was like a one of a kind. Oh, was it one of a kind? Either way, like I they, think so, yeah. The way they trick Kanako, they like they tell her it's, you know, a a modeling thing and, and stuff like that. And somehow through putting on the cosplay and cosplay makeup, she's never, you know, she never wises up to what's happening and, and she enters the cosplay contest as, as Metadu and is able to instantly sing the Metadu theme song perfectly. 
Um, and she wins the, the tournament and throws the fucking one-of-a-kind figure in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it is one of my favorite scenes too where she's acting like a complete bitch because she's mad that she was yeah. in that and poor Bridget who's like a huge Metadu fan and a Metadu cosplayer <laughs> is like just sitting there like Metadu's not supposed to act like that <laughs> <laughs> she starts crying oh my god that's one of the most memorable uh, scenes from the whole show uh, for me it, it's sad but funny um <laughs> uh I think yeah I mean there go ahead go ahead no, no I was just gonna say it's just like there's a lot of like there's a lot of these like little there's these little arcs that are kind of between the characters and and I think you can kind of tell it, it, there's a lot of comedy in this first season it's not really a it, I wouldn't call this a romance by any means yeah, especially in the, the well I say in the first season it's not a romance it certainly changes a little bit in the second season in the OBAs but um it's just a, it's fun. I mean, it's a funny show. I think we laughed a lot in the group. Watch. Yeah, yeah. The the first season, I I think a lot of people agreed to that the first season had a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this so the uh the ending of uh I'm sorry, no episode eleven is where they have the made the made episode. Yeah. Uh, whoops, I jumped. And, the, and this this is the one where Kiriano finally goes too far. Which, how she's not gone too far before? Yeah, is, yeah, right. Is beyond. But going too far is messing with uh, Manami um, when she visits Kiyosuke. Yeah, like le- like putting things like uh, on his laptop so she finds it. And um, oh, and apparently that's th- that's going too far. Not not taking a punch from your dad's going too far. But that, that's that's where I was like I was like. <laughs> Like rewatching this, I was like, "Man, Manami, best girl!" Like in season one, because I was just like, <laughs> "Like if 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 she can like she saw all that stuff and like she just kind of played along." I'm like, "Damn, man, you got a fucking winner yeah. there. You have a winner there who's who's like who's like saw all your fucking you know your Megane porn underneath like and saw all your uh, like and and sees like a little sister Arrogate on your screen and then just cracks a joke about calling you Onichan. You got a fucking winner there." It's like yeah. I appreciated her a lot more on the rewatch than I did in the original watch. I, she was kind of I, I almost forgot about her from the original time I saw this, but she she was a lot I appreciated her a lot more this this watch through. Um and, and so the the final episode is the one where Kirino's got like the offer to go to America to train cuz she's oh, I forgot to mention. She's also a track and field star. Fucking Mary Sue. Anyway, uh <laughs> Uh, no, you know what they they actually do. Okay, so that part isn't very Mary Sue like because she they actually do show her like later on in early years training to be you know uh, a good runner and stuff like that. But for, for the most uh, like unnecessary reason, yeah, given. yeah, for the for the dumbest reason. But at, at least they show something anyway. Um. So yeah, in this episode, like she's uh, she's got like the. The offer to go to America, and she's really waffling on it. It's a you know, it's a good opportunity. It'll look good on college applications, blah blah blah, and you know, it'll be good for her track career, all that stuff. Um, this is where it gets really baffling though, because in episode twelve of the TV version of the anime, and it's called the Good End. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Kyosuke, uh convinces Kirino uh, not to go to America. And and she decides not to go. She apologizes to her coach because like she had the tickets, 
she apologizes to her coach and you know every, all the staff well, like the teaching staff and all that stuff and she's like you know what i'm gonna stay in america or in america i'm gonna stay in japan because all my friends are here cut quote unquote good end and then you get into the- this is what makes it really baffling because <laughs> then you get into the ovas for season one which this is where kirino actually goes to japan so they treat it kind of like like a visual novel. I think, we, I, think, I think we should clarify that the TV ending, that was anime original as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it um, is so the, original. To, to stop them going from to America, that was anime original. So um, the, the OVAs that then proceed, yeah, they are the light novel and that's where things get a bit weirder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So I think that's that's actually where like his episode the 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 O and A version of episode twelve is is um is just where she just goes to America right yeah it's basically it's basically a repeat of the I think the first kind of ten minutes of the episode are an identical repeat of mm-hmm. episode twelve but, but then, then like, like the second half she just goes yeah yeah uh but I mean the the OVAs for season one kind of flesh out Kurunaka more uh in, in the mm-hmm. the following episode like i think because she's um Kuruneko is, is moving into high school um so she's ac- and she's actually going to be going to Kyosuke's high school so and we get to meet um the game research club and and uh like Kuruneko wants to join and i think Kyosuke ends up joining as well at like at this point in the show um and uh like this is where we kind of get to the 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 hints that Kuroneko might be interested in Kyosuke. Like because before it, it's kind of like a harem, but kind of not in that it doesn't seem like any girls outside of Kidano and Manami were really interested in Kyosuke, outside right. of like friendship. Um, but uh, in the in the OVAs is where we get Kidano's like kind of. I have more than a hint that she's interested in Kyosuke romantically. Hmm. Um, also, the the OVAs. Like, if you didn't watch the OVAs, you don't know a lot about Senna. Senna's kind of a bigger character in the first season OVAs, uh, as a uh, as she's trying to uh, trying to get the club to make uh, uh, Yaoi Yaoi video games, um, and she's constantly being voted down. Um, a fun kind of mixture of characters it feels you know the, the whole club aspect of that of that part of the show is kind of fun it, it, a little nostalgic because we don't get a lot of club shows anymore so it's kind of fun to, to see that yeah yeah and and like a lot of a lot of it too is is based on uh like uh kuroneko and and senna like making a game uh mm-hmm. making a visual novel and getting getting criticism for it on the internet which like humanizes those characters so much more than kirino because Kirino is just instantly like the best light novel that's ever lived, um, right. or light novel author that's ever lived, and and like you know, Kuroneko and Senna are like you know bust their ass for this this game and like get nothing but shit for it online. Um, yeah, this this is definitely these OVAs is where on my original watch through I just fell in love with Kuroneko as a character. Mm. I think she you know she just the kind of how hardworking and diligent she is and the fact that she still goes home and takes such good care of her sisters. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, she's, she's just 
was awesome. And like you said, the huge direct opposite of Kirino, who just like is instantly great at everything she does. Yeah. You know, they claim that she worked hard in track, but it's just like, yeah, it's like literally everything she tries to do, she's perfect at. So it was kind of cool to see that that difference there. And then we have to come back around to Kirino at the very end of the OVAs, where Kyosuke hops a plane to America because Kirino's been feeling down because she's not the best ever at track. She's only the best in Japan. She's not the best in the world, apparently. And um, <laughs> he goes to to the track or to the the track. Um, camp to cheer her up and uh eventually gets her like cheers her on and and is the reason why she you know wins a a minor race uh and convinces her to go home early um and they come back to japan and everyone's happy that kirino's back because i don't know why i don't know why they're happy she's back I genuinely don't know throughout this entire first season why anyone wants to be friends with this girl. She is a bitch. Yeah. She is just a, hmm. not a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I generally don't like the use of that word, but she is an absolute bitch. She yeah. is the <laughs> fucking worst. Um, I, I just going back as well. Just I've just been looking through like this, this, these last OVAs, and it's crazy the amount they actually introduce in these OVAs that they just bring up in the second series with like with no introduction so these ovas are so crucial to the first season yeah yeah they really are um yeah. like they they it, it's, it's it's an odd one because like on streaming services in the west they don't have these ovas so and the weird were, thing is yeah they if don't. you were to watch that now on on any kind of streaming service you'd go from episode 12 straight to season two and you don't know about the games research club you don't know about current echo's actual name you don't know about yep. senna you don't know about the whole america arc like and and they pick up in season two as if the ovas was the real ending not the, yeah they, they pick up in the know, airport not, yeah it is it's very odd it's, <laughs> it's baffling honestly the way they handle it especially with the because when i watched it originally on crunchyroll they had the ovas and it was in line everything you know i watched everything in order and so I never even realized they were OVAs, to be totally honest with yeah, you. Yeah. And and now going back, it's like, man, that's so confusing. Yeah. Yeah, especially since uh, episode one of season two starts off with Kirino coming back from America. And it's like, wait, <laughs> if you watch, what? if you if you finish the TV ending, it was like, she didn't go anywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, she comes back and, and buys a whole bunch of, like, makes Kyosuke come around buying a whole bunch of fucking games with her. Um. <laughs> She's been away from Akiba for a while, and she needs to go. Yeah. I, I mean, like I can sympathize. It's it starts out too with her asking for life for life consultation again, like from Kyosuke, and and it, her life consultation is, "Hey, come be my mule while I, you know, while I spend an inordinate amount of money." I don't know how she like she at one point she goes into one of those stores that has all the figures behind like the the like plastic casings mm. and she goes i want everything from here to there and points to the end of the casing and i'm like that's thousands of dollars Man, middle, i wish i could do that middle school child <laughs> by the end of the shopping spree she literally you know spends tens of thousands of dollars yeah. with the amount oh, of yeah. loot that she brings back i'm not sure modeling gives you that much money and maybe light novels royalties do but jesus christ anyway yep <laughs> 
the, the second episode is one of my favorites. It's the one where uh, Kyosuke gets involved in her Vita game, Love Touch. The <laughs> the uh, the mobile, I guess, kind of mobile, not really mobile, the, the, the handheld uh, visual novel in ISA. ISA uh, chooses the Yandere route. It's a, it, I guess we won't say filler episode, but it's, you know, not a whole lot happens in it that is terribly important, but it's it's probably the most fun episode or one yeah, of the most fun yeah. episodes. Mm. And we totally get like Yandere ISA at the end there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Episode three of season two is probably in the running, if not top three, then like, you know, definitely one of my favorites. Um, uh, it's uh, Saudi's episode. Uh, Saudi, who up until now we've only seen her with her glasses on. We've we've seen like snippets of like the back of her head and her talking the way she actually talks. She's a, and we find out she's a very very wealthy girl. Uh, her family's you know incredibly rich, and we we get her backstory of how she became an otaku and and why she <laughs> puts on the swirly glasses and the the typical otaku gear and and talks like in a like the dialect is really weird. I don't know how to how to say it kind of old timey, but nerdy at the same time. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. Uh, and, and we, we find out about her past and her sister and, and how her sister was kind of like wishy washy with her interests. And, and because of that, like her circle of, of, you know, otaku friends kind of fell apart. And It's funny too, <laughs> because at this point, like you, you're going through this show and as you watch it, like every they, they the show does a great job of making you like these characters except for Kirino. Yeah. Um they they're all just they're all very likable. They all have very likable personalities. They're all really cool. I mean, you, you know, if you're like looking for a best girl, you're really having trouble up to this point. But you're thinking like Saori's the one that I'm not even thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then Saori gets this episode and you're like, oh God, really? <laughs> now I have to choose between her two. Um so it was kind of funny, especially in the group watch. Some people were kind of making comments about that. And I was like, just wait, just wait until she takes her glasses off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she's, she's great. She's, she's the unexpected, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the one who comes from behind. Um, uh, episode four is where, um, is where Rhea comes to America, which again, this is another one of those things. Again, if, if you didn't watch the OVAs, you're like, what do you mean she's coming from America? Like, you know, Kitano shouldn't know anybody from America. Uh, mm-hmm. But Rhea is a, you know, a track star uh, from America who comes to to Japan because she's, you know, heard about from Kirino and uh, apparently all these kids can just fucking afford trips to Japan. Um, and, uh, you know, learns about otaku culture from, from Kirino. And Kirino kind of dotes on her like she's a little sister. Um, and honestly, like, Kirino... Uh, acting like or not acting, but you know, like, uh, her interactions with Rhea, like, if this show was just Kirino and like a little sister, probably would have been better because mm. she's a complete <laughs> bitch to any male figure that isn't her father. Um, so yeah, because it, it was baffling. Like, 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 oh look, she's human. <laughs> she can't, you know. Yeah, she can be. She was actually not rude. She treated she treated Rhea really nicely. Yeah. Actually, she was she was really cool with her. Yeah. Um, highlight for that episode: Rhea wanders into the the uh, <laughs> the, the, the yeah the hentai God. section of the of the doujin shop and uh, hilarious. 
Um, Rhea, it's funny. I, I don't know. Like the writer must. This must be the writer's idea of what an American is, because she's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get naked and jump in the bath with you," and like this, like almost ridiculously outgoing character. Yeah. That, um, Wait, Americans then, aren't yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me tell you about the number of times I, 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 I don't, outside of Japan, I don't take baths. I take showers. Yeah. And I'm not comfortable outside of Japan. I'm not terribly comfortable being naked with other people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when she saw the freaking hentai, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Episode five and six are where Kierno so is like, the... remember how much of a bitch I am? Because I'm going to remind you how much of a bitch I am. Because she, this is where she manipulates Kyosuke into believing or manipulates Koki Mikami uh, and Kyosuke. Uh, Kyosuke. Koki, she is like pretending that he's her boyfriend to get at Kyosuke. And this whole time it's just Kyosuke and Kyosuke just hook, line, and sinker. Just no question asked, just starts yelling because he doesn't want his sister to have a boyfriend, which is just like, oh, God, uh... dude, seriously? <laughs> this is like, it's really pathetic. It, it, it this is my least favorite part of either season um because it's two episodes of just annoying fucking interactions weird like mind game manipulation and, and stuff yeah it's mm. it's yeah. just pandering it's, to kirina basically yeah it's just mm-hmm. although yeah the drunk dad like that was that was probably the best part mm. um like she invited him over, yeah, the boyfriend over, or the what we thought was at the time boyfriend. Yeah, over. and th- this poor guy is just like, all right, I guess I'll play along. Although I guess if you're stupid enough to play along as someone's boyfriend to piss off other people, like you're kind of an idiot or an asshole or both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was two episodes, and I remember thinking, guys, I hate this fucking show. Like season <laughs> season season two has has massive valleys it has some okay peaks but goddamn like some some below sea level valleys um it's just an and it's another character that that is willing to go above and beyond and do anything for the worst character in this show yeah the like kirino is such a mean person and why in the world everyone is willing to like just sacrifice everything for her including now this new guy um it's just mind-boggling it really is (laughs) Uh, oh god um it reminds me of like i'm gonna brief brief thing i i, 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 I oh god i can't talk right now take three um did you guys <laughs> ever see that movie 10 things i hate about you heath ledger and it's a, the one that, sure. that's based yeah. on uh on uh the taming of the shrew uh there's there's mm-hmm. a part in that where um uh, they go up to like the the uh god i can't remember what his name is but the one of the characters goes up, like the losery guy, like goes up and, and he's asking Heath Ledger's character to go out with the, you know, the, the meaner girl. And, and he's like, man, everyone's, you know, everyone wants to get with her younger sister. What does she have? Like vodka flavored tits. And I was like, that must be like, that's exactly what I thought about when I, when you said like, everyone's willing to sacrifice for Kieran. <laughs> 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 or it, it, the line is something to that effect. That's, I don't know why that yeah. made me think about that. Good movie, by the way. Too funny. And if, if you haven't seen it, I've watched that. Um, yeah, that was like that was like the heartthrob movie back in the yeah, day yeah. when I was in school. Yeah, teenage teenage romance movie. Um, 
okay. So episode seven and eight are like the, oh, thank God. I'm delivered from Kirito episodes <laughs> uh, because episode seven, I mean, uh, I think beforehand, uh, Kuroneko had kind of made her feelings um, known for Kyosuke. And mm-hmm. episode seven of Kyosuke is like, okay, let's go out. I'm, you know, I, I thought about your confession and I, you know, I want to, I want to go on a date with, or go on dates with you. I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, this is the best episodes of the whole series. These are 100% <laughs> the best episodes of the whole fucking series. Um, yep. And, you know, it's just Kirino and Kyosuke, you know, going out and like the. Good and Echo and Kyosuke. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my, my brain's broken right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's Kuroneko and Kyosuke going out. Uh, but I, I was thinking about Kirino because I was thinking, like, the worst parts of these episodes are the parts where Kirino comes in to remind us, <clears throat> of course, she's not going to be okay with this because he wasn't okay with her having a boyfriend. And mm-hmm. because the title of the show is what the title of the show is. Um, sure. So, you know, she goes. they go out and, and you know, uh, Kuroneko admits that like she's got like this what she calls a destiny record which is just like an illustrated journal of of things that she wants to do with him and it's all innocuous stuff go on a date and you know see fireworks and hang out and play video games and all this stuff and but she's got like this one page that's her quote-unquote ideal world which should really tip you off but again spoiler cast um they and the what do you call it the pages is of it's just Kyosuke and and Kirino sitting at a table looking like they're enjoying themselves. And Kirino mm-hmm. or Kuroneko is nowhere in the frame. Uh, eventually she is, but uh in that illustration, but like that should tip you off. Uh and uh at the end of episode eight, after all this fun that we've had, it's like, nope, nope, okay. The uh, fun time stops now because the end of Kuroneko's destiny record is just says break up with senpai. So mm-hmm. she breaks up with him because that was in her fucking book because everybody is willing to sacrifice everything for Kirino because, and it is it like, like the next episode, you know, Kyosuke is beside himself with grief and, and all that shit. And uh, Kirino decides to help him because she doesn't like to see her brother cry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and her thing is yeah like I I want to go out with him but not until you're okay with it and it's like fucking why? <laughs> yeah. Also, <sighs> the end of episode eight was definitely my highlight of the whole group watch of going through those great episodes like the seven and eight and then getting to the end of eight and killing it on a downer and then going now we got to wait for a week. Yeah. Yeah, the freaking <laughs> cliffhanger, man. <laughs> that cliffhanger uh. was one of my favorite moments of the group watch. Because the end of the last scene of the episode was just seeing that page. Yeah. Yep. Of seeing Break Up with Senpai. Yeah. 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 After seeing like two wonderful, beautiful episodes of like Kuroneko's the perfect girl, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never heard yeah. so many uh, sighs all, all like happening in one go. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it's, a, it's as if thousands of voices <laughs> cried out in terror. We're suddenly yeah. silenced. <laughs> Alderaan shot first, man. Don't don't even. Alderaan shot first. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um. So yeah, yeah. And, and again, just life advice for all of you out there listening. 
if you're interested in somebody, but like you're friends with their siblings, who gives a fuck? I don't care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they better that a little bit. Li- be- life advice. Don't follow Oremo for any life advice. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Good lord! Don't don't so don't true. don't sacrifice your love life for a bitch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the worst yet. So, yeah, definitely don't don't follow this. For yeah, life yeah. Advice, please. Um. God. Uh. I think then the next episode is like the Meru Fest one, where where. Uh, they're gonna have Meru Fest, and I say wants um Kirino to be there, but Kirino is at like a at a modeling shoot with wedding dresses, so he rides um the one of the most uh <laughs> ostentatious bikes. We'll say it that way. It's an Ita bike or something. Yeah. Like, thing. see, it would be fine if it was just an Ita bike, but it, it, it like the basket on the front is one of those like little kid um elementary oh, God, school yeah. backpacks, and I'm like. <laughs> All right, dude. Now, now people are looking at you like you're a pedophile. Like before, people were like, "Oh, yeah. no taku." Now people are like, "Uh, yeah. maybe a pedophile." Uh, <laughs> Super unfortunate. Yeah, uh, but he he you know again because every he's willing to sacrifice again his reputation yet again. Um, he rides that bike, go grabs Kirino, um, and takes her to Meru Fest, where. Clarice is having a concert, and we don't even get a Clarice concert. No, I was going to say the biggest downer of that whole episode was mentioning a Clarice concert the whole episode, and then we don't get it animated. Yeah, yeah. Especially since at that point they had all three, so it would have been really cool to see all three and like the animations with their masks, and you know, like that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they clearly had, you know, they had the music from Clarice. They were they mentioned them in the show. Why not just animate that? That would have been so worth it. It could have been the ED. The ED is not even Clarice. Like they could have. Yeah. I, I would have been happy with just like a, a rehashing of of the OP. Like, but no. sure. Um, <laughs> episode eleven is where the mom is the fucking goat. <laughs> Mo- mom is the goat because yeah. she recognizes that uh, maybe you know, her son and daughter are getting a little too fucking close. Uh, yeah. And so they, but, but the solution is crazy. Yeah, the solution is fucking bonkers. <laughs> so instead of being like, you know, hang out less or whatever, they send they send Kyosuke, like the mom and dad send Kyosuke off to live in an apartment by himself. Uh, a, a, a high school kid living in an apartment by himself is. I guess, like, in their mind, it was so he could focus on his studies or something. Like, that was how they justified it. I mean, just... just I don't know. Install a camera system in your house mm. so you can see whenever he goes to his sister's room. That that yeah. fucking do it. Um, also, also, it's the l- least secure apartment in the world because it seems like everyone has a key. Yeah, uh, yeah. Somehow. Um, <laughs> and and this is the one where uh, two were uh, like he's he's trying to study and yeah, like everyone's coming in and stuff like that. And I think. No, yeah, this one is just like like ISA and and Kurodeko have it out a little bit because they want to show who would support Kirino more, and Kurodeko's like what she's willing to accept is the most upsetting thing. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think she says something to the effect of like, if Kyosuke is the type of a pervert who'd you know want to you know fuck his sister, I'd be okay with it, and it's like yeah, she does say that. 
<sighs> I, I think I burned that out of my mind. Nope, she does say uh, that. Oh God, why'd you have to remind yep. me? <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> uh, and and this is the one where the funny, with the funny part of of Mon- or not Monami of uh, ISA bringing him the uh, the homewarming gift of a butcher's knife and him taking that the wrong way. Although had <laughs> had she stabbed him and you know prevented what was coming next, uh, ten out of ten. But <laughs> yeah, right. That would have been the best way for the show to end. Oh my god! I, I think. I Turns think out, that... I say is a proper yad there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, like over, I think over the next couple episodes, like they have a housewarming party for him, where all the girls in typical harem fashion argue over who's going to take care of him because you know he can't take care of himself. Um, and you know provide and him with is... food and. Yeah, and this is where Kanako, like, randomly out of nowhere, like, starts to show, like, she's interested in him as mm. well. So it's becoming very clear this is a harem during this party when you've got all these girls literally, like, kind of fighting over Yeah, him. and Saudi, like, <laughs> fights for him, and I'm like, come on, you're you're better yeah. than this. Uh, it's, it's it's clear it's becoming a harem one yeah. episode before the last one. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I, I, like, ISA is chosen because Kirito's like, you're the only person I could trust, even though she doesn't know that ISA is also very interested in him. Uh, and we have a, a, actually a really nice episode of ISA and him living together. Uh, mm. Like, there's some really funny parts and, you know, some really sweet parts. Uh, and this is the only episode in the, in the TV version of the anime where he properly let someone down. And he, you know, he tells ISA, you know, uh, she confesses her feelings to him and, and he he's like, you know, I'm sorry, I like someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, but you sexually harassed me. It's, yeah, it's that part was. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> and then he upsetting. offers, oh, you can kick me one last time. What? Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, that does feel a little. It, it feels a little disturbing, honestly, mm. that ISA really properly kind of was disgusted by Kyosuke most of the time and kind of shifts over time through him sexually harassing her uh, to love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he, then he turns her down. I and mean, this is where things start. This is the downhill tr- slide. Like it, we're, we're in a landslide at this point <laughs> where the show <laughs> just free starts to here. like, yeah, yeah the yeah. free fall. I mean, oh, yeah, God, the show really starts to just feel very, very bad at this point. Uh, episode 13 is the end of the TV anime. And if you watch the end of this, you're like, oh, that was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but this is the one where we find out why Kirino has hated Monami this whole time. Like, she treats her like scum. Uh, <laughs> uh, because when they were kids, Kyosuke was apparently a... He was a little boy. Full of fucking piss and vinegar. Super energetic. Could do anything because... Or tried, wanted to do... And apparently could do every, anything... Because he's a kid. That's how kids are. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Kirino looked up to him and idolized him. And he was, a little, he was, you know, admittedly a little shit to him. But again, that's how kids are. Like, I think right. back to, like, how I treated some of my little sisters when I was a little boy. And, yeah, I was an asshole. Because sure. I was a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as, I, as I've gotten older, I don't do that shit anymore. Um, <laughs> like, as I've got older, she's become the boss. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, we all know. Come on, guys. We know. Um, but uh, um, 
like yeah like i used to you know ditch my sisters to go play with my guy friends because i wanted to play with my guy friends because i was a fucking kid um but yeah that's what he did and oh no he's such an asshole and and you know he starts to kind of slow down as he gets older and she blames monami for that and monami says something to the fact of like no i'm not giving you your brother back and it's portrayed later as bullying but it's just like get over it your siblings <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to say I, I didn't care about i don't like i know a lot of people don't like monami but i was like so the fuck what your kids she said some mean stuff yeah. as a kid get the well you know how in anime like the things that are said to you as a kid yeah e- echo through eternity yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think of like, and, what... and we'll cl- and we'll clearly make you date your brother I can yeah, I can think right. of <laughs> one thing I was told as a kid by my dad that I've kind of lived my life by. That is it. Everything else that was told to me as a kid, I probably don't remember it. Oh God, is it <laughs> yeah. weird that you said that and the first thing I thought of was my dad telling me don't point a gun at something unless you intend to kill it? <laughs> God damn. You know what? You know, That's it, amazing. It's like, no, 100% like side story, respect to your dad for that. Not enough yeah. fucking people know that rule. That's actually a rule they teach us in the military. That's that's yep. one of the golden rules. And if you point a gun at something, you better be ready to kill it. Yep. I just uh, find it so funny that kids have to be told that in America. In any, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why that just makes me chuckle. Yeah, Amer- oh, that's America. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's definitely it a dark like, chuckle, but it's a yeah. chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I think it came up in like the idea of hunting, like, but obviously it was a broader, you know, mm. there, there was more to the message, but I think that's when he said it. And it always stuck. You know what? Good, it's good, funny that that's the first thing that comes to my Good mind. life advice from Anime Arcade. If you, yep. if you point a gun at something, you better be ready to kill it. <laughs> Don't fucking point guns at things. Anyway, rent over. Uh, so yeah, but like, yeah, like, so, but apparently, I, apparently in Japan, if you're told anything as a kid that shit resonates with you for the rest of your fucking life uh oh god so here we come to the ovas season two ovas (laughs) honestly the entire tone of the show has shifted at this point but the ovas it's almost as if they were written by someone completely different in my opinion i think our voices have also shifted (laughs) yeah as, as we've started talking about these Yep. So, without a doubt, episode 14 is the worst fucking episode in any anime. No, that's not true. I've seen worse anime. Uh, is the worst episode in this show, bar none, because this is the one mm-hmm. where he rejects a bunch of people, I think. Yep. Uh, and it's starting off with, with Kuroneko, which is the most upsetting scene. In, Just, yeah, in like, one. In one of the most brutal ways possible, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a character that like most people who watch the anime actually like liked watching and just rejects her in just a brutal way. And they before the rejection, they bring everything back to date life between them. They go mm. on a date. It's super adorable and cute. Kuroneko's being like, I think she's Kamineko in this scene. So she's got her little, little white outfit instead on. And she's just being super cute. And then this scene where he rejects her, it brings me back to the scene where they go and they see her, like Kirino and him go and find her at like the resort area. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the animators 
they want you they want to break your heart they want to tear your heart out of your chest at the, like with Kuroneko because like she the way they animate her like her fists kind of her fingers twitching and like her face mm-hmm. kind of you know the facial expressions like she she knows but she doesn't want to hear it because she loves him yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's heart-wrenching it's it, the, heart-wrenching to see the animators spent a ton of time purely just trying to hurt the people watching it yeah yeah, yeah it's it's really and i think shitty. that's 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 the bit which it just didn't get it i didn't get it at all yeah it was it was cruel it was cruel to do that to like you said i think i think of all she's the most popular mm. girl in the show in my opinion i mean I, I from what i've seen i think there are some there's some isa fans there's some kirino fans mind-bogglingly um and there's fans of everyone obviously but i think good echo probably is the most popular I, th- I think in the show. I, th- I think it's part of it is that she's just so open about the fact that she actually truly does like him and does mm-hmm. it is it is in her mind love. Yep. Like she's very clear with it. She's not been pushed into a corner a bit like I say that it's a bit of a weird relationship. Hers is right. She be- became friends and then developed feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was it felt like a genuine. It's relationship. more natural. It felt, yeah, exactly. And I mean, and he does develop a feelings for her too. Mm, yeah. Um. So the fact that they just that that she just decides to break up for sacrifice, and then he, and then this is the end of episode fourteen. Like he tells Kirino, I think something like he tells her that he's in love with a girl, and she like runs off, and and he chases after her, uh, asks her to date him, she, she just keeps running away, and then he fucking asks her to marry him, and he. And she like come like turns around and accepts, and it's just like what what the fuck show? I don't like. Okay, I, I know and a it's, lot. It's, of- it's 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 why they had to put that moment in the same episode as the Kuroneko moment. It's yeah, such a weird tonal shift. I don't get why there are Kirino fans. I just don't get it. No, no. Please explain to me, Kirino fan. <laughs> I I think I can shoot down your point, point by points, point by point, and I. Yeah. I can't change the way you feel uh, as much as I'd, I'd like that ability, but um, uh, I can at least refute every claim you make, I think. I'm very <laughs> good Discord, at arguing. Tell us, tell us why you like Kirina. I'm very good at arguing, <laughs> and I like uh, it, so please let me argue with you because I want to shoot down <laughs> everything you say. It's uh, yeah, so one time I'm, 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 I want to set up a straw but, man I mean, and knock that shit down. This is the beginning with the OVAs where you see him project like what would have been he didn't deserve her and i think some people in the group watch said that it's just like he did not deserve Kodaneko. um and he shut her down clearly i think you could see he was hurt too by like it almost felt like he had to do it or something like the way he was doing it she was hurt and then just to encapsulate these ovas encapsulate everything we've been saying about how literally he's throwing his life away for this weird thing he's got with his sister yeah <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah. And then, like you said, he freaking proposes to her in the street yeah. uh, and she says, yes. And that's the way the episode ends. Yeah. A- episode um, 15 is the, is the, they're them like reminiscing like that episode, mm-hmm. which, you know, would have been a nice episode if they weren't engaged at that point, I guess. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and by the, and by this point, they you've, kept... bur- you've burnt down your thoughts about the rest of the series. Yeah. 
my god, man! And like, and they keep they keep trying to be titillating about it too. Like mm-hmm. when they're in the hotel room after the fact, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Let's use this arrow gay as relationship advice," and you know that they're leading into like the H scene, and it's just it's very upsetting. Really. Oh, yeah, it makes me like sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. And man. then there's the whole listening to the diary scene, and it's mm-hmm. just that's weird. Yeah, which it's a very odd thing because, like you said, Carlos, it's it can it's touching it, in a it way. It could be because it could be touching. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not. It's <laughs> not to me at least. No, 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 no not to me either. <laughs> yeah. It's touching in a, in in a way that it's like bad touch though. So it's like it's, I don't want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's touching in the way oh, it gives sure. you shivers about. Ah, oh, this is like this feels uh, dirty. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like I almost want to say like if this show if he didn't hurt so many people in the process of getting. Oh, and there, he's he's getting um, there. Next episode, he's getting he's, yeah. he's getting to more. Um. Oh God, that's even worse in a way. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like you almost like wanna you would almost wanna be happy for him, as disgusting as it is. But um he you know, not only does he hurt so many other people, but he's like uh, it just doesn't make sense, man. I, I don't have words for it. It's really odd. It's a really confusing um feeling <laughs> as you watch this, I guess. Yeah, um, it, it also feels like there there are parts of it that are kind of almost strong armed into the story at this point. So like where where they listen to the messages in like when she's younger and says like she's kind of um mulling over how she can be with Ko- Kyosuke. like there wasn't mm-hmm. that feeling in the first series at all or earlier in the second season that it was a right. younger self that would want like it felt like it had developed in her mm-hmm. and now it's like oh she's always been this way yeah, it, it, does, it just it, it does, just like felt said, feel it, it just didn't, like it didn't feel it yeah it didn't feel right it didn't. Um, yeah, these these OVAs literally felt like I was in the Twilight Zone, you know, watching. It. It's just like, <laughs> what happened to this show? It, it, feel, like, it feels is... like an, another author wrote the ending to this. To be That's to be fair, like to it's the that this is. I think this is the original ending, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, the original author wrote this ending, but it feels like it was it's someone else's story. <sighs> yeah, you know that almost brings me back, and I know like I want to finish this, but I do want to just kind of say while I'm thinking about because when we were talking about it earlier, it kind of struck me. Um, the scene where she sits in the boardroom with those animators and they're wanting to change her story, mm. like almost that was probably a situation that the author of this was in when he was trying to get this animated. Either that, either that or another. That's, that's what I was like, saying back back in that episode. Yeah. Is that I feel like I've noticed this in anime is that there's there's a lot of finger pointing both ways. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. I I remember a girlish number had uh like was super down yeah. on uh on light novel authors, like like degrading to light novel oh, that was brutal too yeah i i enjoyed it though because a lot of a lot a lot more of them are like oh these evil corporate you know anime people who want to change our stories it's like no they got to make them into anime they yeah, have to yeah. make it into <laughs> a different medium <laughs> uh, yeah but okay um yeah i need to rewatch girlish number Nah, not really <laughs> i need to rewatch some of the scenes of girlish numbers i enjoyed it it, it, it is a good show yeah yeah, yeah. the ending was kind of meh but it was all right um yeah. Okay, uh, but we're not talking about this show. We're talking about this show because the next episode is the episode... <laughs> we're, talk- we're talking about anything but this last episode. God, please. Um, <laughs> the next episode is is the one where I think he lets down... Conoco. He lets down Conoco eventually. But 
the main one. He lets down Kanako at like a live show, which like she confesses to him literally while in the middle of a live show. Super weird because she's like she's an idol. Yeah. And she basically she again like gives up her basically career as an idol. I, I don't know. Everyone seems totally okay with it, but she confesses to a guy while she's performing. Oh yeah, no, her her career her would be done. Would be one hundred percent done. Which is unfortunate. That, like that's not how that should be, but um Right. Uh, but this is where where Monami confronts them after like the graduation ceremony or whatever, and uh, this is my favorite scene of the entire show because Monami like does what I've wanted to do for <laughs> all these fucking episodes, and she fucking decks Kirino. Um, it, I remember watching this the first time. I actually like stood up and applaud. I gave this a fucking standing ovation because I was like, yeah. please keep hitting her." Knock this bitch's dick mm-hmm. in the dirt. I like. I granted she doesn't have a dick, but I mean, you know what I mean. Um, just, just <laughs> is that a is that a strictly American saying? Is that something you guys say over in the UK? I have not heard that saying at all. Yeah, yeah. Knock your dick in the dirt. That's okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah. So they fight, and Monami like like Kyosuke, the gut punch yeah. man. Like Monami's freaking yeah. first gut punch there. She's uh, got a mean right. Um. Uh, Monami, what do you call it? Uh, you know, they like Kosuke breaks him up. Monami confesses to him, which why at this point? Um, so, but I think she's hoping at this point that she can salvage it, you know, like one last time. And she's so emotional about it, too. And, and I think if I was more of a Monami fan, this probably would have been a more emotional moment than the Kodaneko one. But, um, She's just so. I like, mean, she's, she's she's been with him for him so for, long. Yeah, I know. She's 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 wanted to be with him for her basically her whole and, life. And oh no, she manipulated him. What? They were kids. <laughs> Jesus H Christ, it, people! It almost feels like she's trying to like she she doesn't want to do it, but she's sacrificing herself to try and like pull him out of this downward Save spiral. Him. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. she, she genuinely cares for Kyosuke and wants to bring him out, but like. Even though she's probably lost most of her feelings for Kyosuke, and then this. like and then she he, just wants to save him. He goes on a rant about how he doesn't care about like societal norms, and he'll never yeah. be this popular in his life again. And it's like you absolute piece of the, garbage. You know, it's like you know the worst part is he does this on a couple of the rejections where he does this like bent back, like he's about to go Super Saiyan crap, where he's like, oh, "I love Kano so much. Oh my god, I'm a pedophile," and I'm just like, <laughs> "You're so fucking cringy." Yeah. Dude. Oh god. Yeah. <sighs> uh... And I just love the moment where she says, "You're disgusting." Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> Monami speaks what everybody's thinking. Yeah. You are a fucking <laughs> creep. Yeah. Watching that scene, it stand up, give it a round of applause. Yeah. There oh, go. God. And it's so like, because, you know, people call people perverts and disgusting in anime all the time, but she just says it and it's like, you're disgusting. Like she mm. says it with so much authority. And I'm just like, yeah, Manami, yeah, he is. Like, turn around, walk away and make someone else happy because he doesn't deserve yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we, like, you know, like real quick before we finish this episode, that is the one good takeaway from this is that all those girls get to get to be with someone else. Yeah, I like to think 100%. at the end of this that none of those girls thought about Kyosuke that way ever again, and that he died fucking alone. God, I hope he died alone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I hate this character so much. Yeah, um, at this point, yeah, because they ha- they have like a pseudo wedding. And then this is what makes it 
like so for all of you out there and there there are the like who are like good for the author sticking with his guns you know you know there, there are there are stories to be told for you know uh, relationships outside of the norm forbidden love, forbidden yeah. love you know you're not wrong however he didn't stick with his fucking guns did he care no fans <laughs> because Kirino gives him back the fucking ring they kiss and then they're back to being quote unquote normal siblings because I, I but I'm not sure what the fuck that means because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a line at the end where she's like when we get home I'm going to give you life advice and I'm like really mm-hmm. yeah like, when and, and like he kisses her on the cheek and like she says that and it's like what yeah yeah like, it just yeah yeah and that that's pretty, that's pretty much the end of the show so so yeah. they're not they're not in a relationship there's no they're they're not like you know it's not a this this grand story to you know forbidden love and and you know and you know, relationships outside of the norm because they realize that they're in a you know a, a, a strange relationship and they break it off so mm-hmm. all of that was for fucking no point like like nothing was gained except now they have memories of being an incestuous couple for a year a year so, and, and 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 they're still weird siblings at that yeah, point yeah it's, yeah it's still not right <sighs> something Christ. something that occurred to me and i thought about this as i watched this on the on the rerun um and i don't think this was the intention but it got me thinking this kiosuke who was a pretty normal dude he lived a pretty normal life up until this relationship started to bud with kirino again um, and she got him into the little sister, er- Eroge, mm-hmm. where he he got kind of obsessed with them. Like he was playing them all the time. And as he's turning people down in these OVAs, he's injecting comments that is making me th- like he is living in a fantasy world. Like he's like, mm-hmm. I want to pick the good end where I get with my sister. Like he he says things as if he, he he's not even living in reality. Like his mind has been twisted from all the Eroge he's been playing. Yeah, he's in a visual like, novel. Yeah. Yeah. It, um and it's almost kind of sad. Like he almost mm. kind of got twisted into the point where he thought that it was okay and normal. Even though he says a couple times like he knows it's wrong. He I don't know, man. It's almost like all the Edgate twisted his mind into thinking that that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird, but The moral of the story is this is a whole anti-Edgate um thing run by the government. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a subtle, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never, I, I, it immediately made me think like when I sat down on a marathon and I sat like all weekend and I played Grand Theft Auto and I got out in my car and I I had the urge to drive <laughs> the sidewalk and run people over. You know, the difference, the difference like, is, is that most people, you know, have that momentary thought and are like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> But if you like, if you truly engross yourself in a world of not just Eroge, little sister Eroge, and you start to live a life where, and even like the weird thing was like, even though he did all these hurtful things and he rejected all these people, like Kuraneko and um, uh, Saori, and like they were like, well, it's kind of weird, but we're happy for you. And like they supported it. Mm. And so it's like you get into this where it's almost like you live in this weird bubble where you think it's okay. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, I, I, I don't know. I think that's. I think it's a stretch to say it's. It's that. That's what it was. I think. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But it's just a thought that came to my mind, and I was like, "Why are you saying you want? Like, you're talking about Aroge while you're 
hurting your childhood friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. It's gonna be hard to do this because, like, <laughs> we like uh, normally after going over the show, we we go into a little bit of analysis and like, man, after after remembering the OVAs, I just like thinking about what I liked. A lot of what I liked was in season one. A yeah. lot of what I mm-hmm. liked was poking fun at 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 uh like or you know reference like referential comedy of otaku humor uh even though he was you know sacrificing himself above and beyond for his little sister like the the stuff that was said was usually pretty funny um the characters were all i mean not like the most in-depth characters but you know funny in their niche uh, enjoyable in their niche um and then season two has one good point and then a bunch of shit uh, okay mm-hmm. has has funny has uh, funny opening episodes one good point in the middle and then and then it just goes to pot but i the show wrote really good characters i mean oh yeah for the most part <laughs> yeah i mean kirino was she was i i hated her she was an awful person the thing is you're not supposed still... to hate her though I think I think that's that I think so that's weird. the trip up i think i think they wrote really good characters otherwise if it if she was like a villain in this series, perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. But because they tried to make her sympathetic, and the, the, the baffling part is some people were actually sympathetic to her. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, it was written well. I, but I don't. I don't think she was. I, I will. Ne- do you think it would? Oh, go ahead. Do you think it would change? Um, and I know it's going to be hard for you to say this, like now, but like, how much would it change it if they weren't siblings? Like, if they were. If she, Kyrino was just Kyrino, if they weren't but siblings, it, it would tra- change it like a thousand percent. It would be, mm, it would, yeah, like, 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 so I, I say like, it's trashy, but I like Aramanga mm-hmm. Sensei, written by the same guy. And yeah, they are mm-hmm. siblings, but you know what breaks that, that kind of disgust for me? The fact that they're not blood related. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, and that's kind of where fact I was that going there, with that. There are other, there are other options, and he doesn't just choose his sister because she's, she's his little, like, the little sister. Right. Like, yeah, it's because like, I know that definitely colors our perception of it is that she's the sister, but still, she's a bad person. Yeah. She's not she's a just nice a person. person. Yeah. So I almost still, I, I still think I would be disgusted. I, I by would the be, show I if, would be upset by the show. I wouldn't be disgusted. That's people, true. People, yeah, that's yeah. people getting with people who are awful is something I've seen in real life. So. Oh yeah, yeah and there's pl- and, the, and there's pl- there's plenty of anime like romance anime that I've watched where either the main character doesn't end up with the person that you feel he should end up with exactly up the worst. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's true. That, that's the I mean, that's the like, the point of like like best girl debates is that that's what makes yeah, those yeah. fun is that like but like for this show it's not really fun because it's like all of them are better than the one he picks and it's just kind of <laughs> pointless to have a best girl debate when it's just like anybody but her. <laughs> yeah 100 percent. like the mom i don't care at this point <laughs> if you're gonna be incestual the mom the mom's a better option oh god <laughs> like the show deflates me so much just thinking about the ending the ending man because i'll be honest i loved watching it i loved watching it with everybody mm. oh um, i thought the rewatch was more fun yeah. than my first watch yeah, absolutely group watching the show was a blast you guys out there in the community you guys made this show so much fun yeah. Um, it it I really did enjoy this show. I really did mm. until like the last five episodes. See, I I I enjoyed group watching. I I can't say mm. I enjoyed the show. I can't say I enjoyed episode five and six of of season two. 
I mean, I, I can't say I enjoyed quite a bit of the show. I, I probably mm. I enjoyed more than I disliked uh, in in the group watch episodes, but I can't say I, I liked a lot of season two outside of oh god, let me think. Uh, episodes one, two, and three were great. No, oh, episodes one through four were were pretty were funny, like ineffective mm-hmm. but funny. Um, and uh, the Kuroneko episodes were a fucking masterpiece. But yeah, 100%. uh, but the rest of it, like, yeah, it's a good group watch, but it's not a good show. Peaks and valleys, like you said, but, yeah, some of the highest peaks and the lowest valleys in this see, freaking show. I'd say the peaks are decently high but not the highest i've ever seen in an in a harem yeah, that's fair i mean that's but fair. the valleys are the lowest i've ever seen in a harem <laughs> uh uh yeah my sister my writer is probably the lowest but it, it, it gets down there <laughs> um what do you think steven i see i i think going through the group watch and watching this again i've gone through like a bit more of a journey than the first time mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for like the first time i watched it through it was it was very early in the, my anime, so it was. Um, I had very little to compare it against. I had very few um, references, and so so like there are going through it the second time, you see all the tropes, you see all of the different um, how characters like react to each other and how the characters behave, and um, I think going through it again is like I've let's say I've definitely taken points off it. This time <laughs> that I would sure, that I didn't I hadn't before. Um, I I still think the the my favorite part about it is the characters outside the main two. I think they they were they were like they were all the characters were put in a way that they were um, they were fleshed out in a way that some anime don't flesh outside characters so much. Um, I yeah, I can, so I can agree so with that. so I I I I appreciate like you you know. Like I like I even Ayase like who's just a friend of the main like the main girl like you know her background you know kind of what she's like she has multiple interactions with the main character so there's there's a build up to when he eventually rejects her Mm -hmm. rather than they have one interaction and then suddenly he's rejecting her Mm -hmm. Um, yeah there's 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 some fleshing out of the backstory which um, especially for a, a series that has essentially filler slice of life episodes. They actually flesh out the characters really well. Um, however, that doesn't take away from the plot. Um, I think. Yeah, those. those, se- those... Se- season season one. If it again th- that one, if you ignore ep- episode twelve of the TV version and just continue through the OVAs, apart from the America one, which is weird. <laughs> like the, the the OVA episodes are some of my favorite episodes in that in that first season. And having what and as Jeff was saying, I'm watching it through the first time, didn't even realize those were OVAs. I just thought they were like late season episodes. Oh, same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like those are some of my favorite episodes because they they flesh out the world around um, Kosuke rather than just in, like and you ignore Kirino, which is the mm-hmm. best possible option at that point. I agree. Um, and you get to you get to connect with other characters like uh, like you get to know more about Kirineko and. Um, you finally get a, her real name in the actual um, yeah. OVAs, and you also go into like the games research club, and you understand like how these tick, and you see them. You see them actually working hard to meet a goal. You actually yeah. like 
there's there's something that they're, they're trying to do something together or working together having realistic relationships with each other um and then they bring Kirino back and it all starts going downhill again yeah yeah um so it, it it's 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 a weird one it's like it's like if you cut Kirino out of this whole story it's it 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 becomes a much more feel good story mhm yeah um, it's so true you you if you cut her out at the very start and she goes off to america and she doesn't come back this i that's a series i want to watch yeah that that was actually something i was going to ask um because i i came up with one myself but um i'm not going to go i'm not going to say what do we hate we 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 covered it like it just talking about it just now we we covered what we hate and most of it's kirino but mm. um how would you rewrite this to like to make it a, a better show and like uh, just let, to let you guys to give you guys like time to think honestly mm. Bonami's episode he gets together with Bonami like you know like I mean physically like they hook up they hook up when the the grandparents try to get them to hook up they become you know boyfriend and girlfriend and together they they help you know the fucking otakus sort out their problems that's 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 my like slice of life like happy like that's granted i love kuroneko but like mm-hmm. like that's where i like right at that point if we could just cut where you know like and maybe like a lot of the drama is just kirino getting over the fact that they're dating like that would have made me really yeah. happy but so i i immediately my mind goes to a love is like after the rain type story mm. where there's kind of a feeling like the two of them want to get together and through Kiyosuke, through his relationships with actual girls, realizing he falls in love with, with uh, Rudy and he, you know, maybe even has to battle with some feelings for Manami. Um, at some point, Kirino and him have a discussion, maybe replace episode 15. And instead of have it be a, you know, we're going to get married kind of thing, a, you know, we were kind of foolish, weren't we? like uh like love is like after the rain yeah no i i I like i like that idea because like so for those of you who haven't watched like love is like after the rain it doesn't it it's kind of it's not really a romance it kind of is but like it it's more like the two characters through like one like a one-sided infatuation um learn more about themselves and grow as people um like because it kind of shows that you don't need a relationship for that um just or not like a romantic relationship like just any kind of relationship can help you grow as a person. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been a yeah, that actually would have been brilliant. That's that's way better than what I what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I, just I, like because I'm I'm like kind of rerunning ideas in my head. It's like what would make this show a five? Obviously, I want him to get with. Kurenko. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you want um, him to get with like uh, like one of the other girls, and obviously, the one that I, you like the best. But this show had all of the potential to be a five. The production value of this show was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The character designs were really good. The music was amazing. The characters I thought were written really well, you know, and then it's just like it, the writer was so determined to have that ancestral relationship. Yeah. Go ahead, Stephen. What do you think? I didn't expect uh, love is like after rain to be <laughs> mentioned in this one. It's <laughs> <laughs> a masterpiece. Yes, yep. <laughs> um, but I think honestly, some of my favorite episodes in this series were, having been those OVAs around the the Games Research Club, I'd have loved to have seen like more of their school life. 
Um, mm, I think yeah. I think there should have been more around that. And and I think the problem is like they weave so many stories outside of the school around like Sayori and Kanako and like that. It just it it essentially dragged the story around where it didn't ever deserve going near. Mm. Um, mm. Like there's when they actually like the the OVAs where they actually fleshed out the games research and the work they were doing, they spent two whole episodes on that and you went, Oh, this is interesting, it's going somewhere, they're they're following a path and then they just weave it somewhere else and, and keep that line thin. I'd have liked for them to like to stick to like stick to a plot and just go with it rather than right. rather than just keep stretching this around to different it's like they wanted to have like um a non episodic kind of um structure but then they ended up going down that route anyway yeah. um it, it feels like it's it's a it's a story where they want to tell it a bit more like a slice of life where it's oh here's what's happening this week here's what's happening this next week yeah but but they tried to string it together in an episodic form because they tried to string this odd romance theme throughout it that it felt that the actual romance elements of it felt forced yeah um like yeah, so as someone sure. who really loves romance out of the romance in like I, I can definitely see now why if you look on any reference to oriemo it never refers to it as a romance mm-hmm. interesting uh because it doesn't it feels like that was secondary um and then it seems like the towards the middle tail end of season two which would be the middle and tail end of all the light novels it seems like the author just kind of fulfilled his fantasies of what he wanted to to show yeah um, it, it 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 felt like it felt like the author's fantasy at that point rather than a yeah. constructive story um so all of those bits where they break it down towards the end i'd have just love to have seen more like the reaction like the relationships between kyosuke kirino sayori and kurineko like all of those elements if it didn't have that romance element through it it would be it'd be it would be fun it would be comedy Mm-hmm. It would be a lot more lighthearted, yeah. Um, but they they strong arm this this weird relationship between a brother and a sister through it, and it. I would, I would love to be a fly on the wall um, and understand Japanese in some of the meetings between the writer and the anime studio because it mm. does feel like there was a little bit of a there was a little bit of a butting of heads. Yeah, there. can like, you they imagine? Clearly, had different paths. Can you imagine being an uh, like an executive producer for a major TV company and having to tell like, no, we're not airing that fucking episode. <laughs> What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think yeah. I think a lot of it as well is like I wish they'd if they'd have stuck to the actual like the slice of life separate like two episode arc kind of things. Like I'd have loved to have seen more around. Uh, Kanako doing her Meruru stuff and how she became like the oh, main idol for Meruru. Yeah, and, si- side anime, I, I, please. Yeah, and I'd have loved to have seen Kyosuke doing more of her managing and her like bossing him about that way. Okay, none of him like, in the the side anime, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> but but like I, like there's elements there that I'd kind of want to see more rather than like it goes from that one straight into essentially yeah. Kirino trying to poison all his other relationships again. And it's, it's like, just give me time yeah. to give me time for the comedy thing. Don't just drop a comedy episode in and then go. Oh, I, you've just reminded me now. I really hate Kirino again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's that kind of, it puts you on a real seesaw 
And I think mm-hmm. I think through going through the group watch, I think we saw that with everyone like going, "Oh, this is a good episode," and then immediately just like everyone going, "What the?" Yeah, like, just yeah. just just wait, just wait. We have novels to read, guys. So yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we have uh, reviews from the community, yeah. but yeah, it's it's it is, and even reviewing it, I kind of felt the seesaw. Like I don't know how to express my my emotions about this show because. Mm. It, it's so conflicting. It really is, and it really, like you said, I think a seesaw, um, peaks and valleys. It, it really tosses your, it tosses you around so much. <laughs> it's just, yeah, and I think and I, th- I think what I find troubling as well is like everything around the actual, so like around the Oremo anime. Like, so I love all the music in it. Mm. I love the OPs. I love all the EDs. I own all those it's CDs. Clarice. I mean, was... how how yeah. could you hate Clarice? The fucking phenomenal. Well, and 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 all the character songs in between, they're all excellent. And yeah. like, mm. I've played the visual novel, and the visual novel is great because it gives you the choice to <laughs> ignore exactly what Kyosuke wants. Um, I might have to but, actually look at because esen- es- yeah. essentially it doesn't like from having played the visual novel, like it doesn't feel so hard to just kind of go, well, Kyosuke's just a visual novel protagonist anyway because he's boring mm-hmm. he mm. he does nothing to progress the story really apart from reject everyone and make you hate him like that's what i, I need a visual novel where like the character like i have to play in a role like not just like i'm a boring everyday high school kid and you know <laughs> it's like you know make him like mm. I fight for justice. I'm literally a Power Ranger. I don't know some fucking shit like where I have yeah, to play a role. I don't know because I, th- yeah. I think I think I actually made the note while I was watching it. I was like, I think my note was uh, beyond some co- light comedy relief, such as getting kicked by Ayase. He felt like a visual novel protagonist, so plain you could jump into his body and have more personality than he has. <laughs> nice. I thought there were some badass moments for Kioski in the show, though. Mm. Like there were some times where I was like, dude good for you like i spent mostly in the first season um i think overall he became more and more of a degenerate as the show yeah went on, he gets punched by his dad in the first season <laughs> yeah and i think i think the other note i made about him was that like he's a protagonist that allows all the other characters to shine because he's the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. because you because <laughs> ev- ev- everyone the girls you go well apart from kirino you go you're so much better than this guy you just ditch him mm-hmm. yep like it, it puts you in that feeling right from the very start. So they're already one level up from the main character. That's yeah, it's a good point. It's 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 it just it yeah, it just made me feel yeah, it, um, as a protagonist. Mm, um, but I'm sure the I'm sure the uh, the all the other comments from the guys uh, will, yeah <laughs> will definitely will highlight that point as well as others. Um. <laughs> I'm going to skip our normal question of how does this work stack up from other anime in the genre? Like this one, I don't know. I, I can't really say, I can't really stick this one in just single genre. And no, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just skip over to <laughs> who would we recommend this show to, if anyone? I feel like as much as I, as much shit as we've given this show, people who like otaku referential comedy. This is a show like it's it's kind of one of those milestone shows. I won't say every anime fan should watch this because I think that's well, a I don't think any anime fan should watch every anime. I think that's mm. asinine, but um, except for Love Live, I, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whew, do you know what? Those of you counting, we were talking about Love Live at the at the start of the show, so don't even. Uh, anyway, um, 
<laughs> but um but yeah like people who like people who like um like that kind of self-deprecating otaku referential comedy that you might find in like a, a in like a haruhi or a, or like i said before like a lucky star um uh, and 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 especially those ones who, like if you're curious about it just watch it like mm-hmm. this spoiler cast if you if you got this far you already know what happens but seriously just give it you give it a watch because we can't really convey how great some of these characters are without also yeah. saying how shitty one of the characters just like it's like mm-hmm. that that saying you know one bad apple spoiled the bunch for me i think that's and for i feel like a lot of people that's what this show is but it's worth a watch as one of those those cornerstones unfortunately of of like otaku culture in the west maybe in the east too because i know actually yeah in the east you know what i i it just came to my mind uh when i went to japan for fourth life steven remember i i went to uh uh remember i told you i went to um to numazu that was the first time i ever yeah, went yeah. to numazu that's the first time i ever went to the, the sun sun sunshine cafe and i met uh, a friend of mine who i i still keep in touch with on twitter his name's uh skihiro he uh he does uh cross play of uh of yo i think uh funny dude but uh nice. but uh when i when i when i met him like we were sitting down at like at those tables in the sun sun sunshine cafe the 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 the, the desks and um and he he's one of the only japanese people who struck up a conversation with me and he bought out his tablet and he was showing me all of his like cosplay pictures and i'm like oh that's so cool dude but like he showed me one picture of him in Akihabara with his arms up, and he goes Akihabara. He actually said that, you know, like like Kirino does in the anime. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I laugh thinking, oh my god, that's like. I, and I, I I laughed and I said, oh Oreimo, and he's like, oh, yeah. you know, he's like, he was surprised that I knew what Oreimo was, and uh, so yeah, like it's it's one of those t- like cornerstones of of otaku culture, unfortunately. <laughs> I think I would genuinely recommend this show to anyone who watches anime because it is a memorable show and it's an experience that whether you like it or not, whether you walk out of it being happy or sad, which if you walk out of this being happy, I don't know what to tell you, but um, <laughs> it's an experience that I think everyone should should have the opportunity to to go through. And in I know there are, are and there were some people in our community that were just like, "F no, I'm not watching this shit." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they got gypped out of an experience that mm. regardless, you know, I, I think there was a lot to love about this show. And yeah, yeah um, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I still come away loving some of these characters, like really genuinely oh, yeah, yeah. loving these characters minus two. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think say what you will about the show. Like I'd quite happily if someone said, oh, we're doing another group watch of it again. I'll watch it tomorrow. Oh, God, like, I wouldn't. I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's a show that I'd very happily watch again. I need another decade. Even though <laughs> I need another decade. Now, now, if you know, if if you, Stephen, were to uh, to to you know to send me uh, a link where I could you know magically obtain the the VN, and I could you know I could go in and play and and, and every possible opportunity um, insult Kirino uh, happily. I would happily play that visual novel. I, I, I can assure you, you can do that. <laughs> I, I, if magically that link happens yeah. to exist for a magical, yeah. perfectly legal way, of <laughs> I would totally be interested in that. I'll see if I can work <laughs> my magic. Uh, thank you. <laughs> see, I, I knew, um, I knew, you know, like TV always portrays English people's magic. I knew that was real. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and and I, I actually, like, this is, like you said, Stephen, I think I would, depending on the person, I mean, there are some people who I would probably, that might punch me if I introduce <laughs> the show to them, but um, I, I like seeing people's reaction to the show. And that was, it was just priceless at times. Seeing, oh, hearing, no, yeah, you know, dude, 100%. Bayou and in voice, like, react to something or, you know, it was Angry Ayu is, is a rarity, but it was a, it was a treat. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare it's kind of rare like he he will swear it's not as often as you know a certain sailor who shall remain fucking nameless but um uh, oh they put it on a train oh my god <laughs> why? that's amazing oh you know what there was a uh i there's a picture of it somewhere on the internet and I'm, i had it on my computer a while ago but there is a uh a kudaneko cycling team that they all have matching uh oh, that's too. fucking outstanding yeah yeah so so i mean there there is there is there yeah i, I guess i could recommend this but again i i will not be watching this for another 10 years at least <laughs> uh I, th- I think that's that's my statute of limitations on like and then like in 10 years i'll be like you know i'll, I'll remember all the parts i i really enjoyed and i'll vaguely remember the parts i hate and i'll watch it again and i'll be like right that yeah. um <laughs> but uh okay um after we'll uh read the community things and afterwards uh you know what no i think we normally scored this ourselves right and then when we give it to the community because yeah well while it's while it's fresh in our minds sure. um i'll go first uh then uh because I, I don't want to put you on the spot steven and then and then jeff you'll go last since uh uh it was your show sure okay so uh or emo uh Again, I, there's a lot I really enjoyed about the show. I really enjoyed the characters, and uh, the, like season one was a lot of fun. That being said, I think I come away with it a, like a bit more negatively than I did my first time. Uh, just remembering all that stuff and just like having more anime under my belt these days and seeing better stories, uh, mm. it's baffling to me, like the decisions that were made. Um, and the fact that the anime, like the anime producers, couldn't you know change this, like they changed like the ending to be an anime uh, original for season one, but they couldn't make season two not a trash fire. <sighs> yeah, as much as I love, I love a lot of these characters. I think what sticks in my mind the most is those final three OVAs. Um, yeah. I will say <coughs> that in a lot of cases. Uh, the journey is is better than the the destination for me in anime, but there are some cases, Cough, Roka, Braves of the Six Flowers, where that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of a middle line for me. I I've struggled between a one point five and a two with this show, but I th- oh. yeah, it's it like I think before I probably would have given it a three three point five like beforehand, but like with as much anime as I have under my belt nowadays. I can't, I can't give this a, a, like, it's a fun group watch, but being a fun group watch, I don't think, I don't think should be counted towards its store, score as an anime. Because had I been watching this by myself, this would have been, been vastly less fun as a rewatch. Hmm. Um, so with that, I think I'm going to give it a two. And it only gets a two because it has, like you said, it has outstanding side characters, like way better than this show deserves a million times better than the show deserves um, and great music. I think it probably would have been a 2.5 had it ended 
before the OVAs. I, I honestly, I think I'm being a little generous, to be honest. But <laughs> honestly, to be honest, good job, me. Good words. Um, I like it. Yeah, two, two. Out, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick with my guns there. Two out of five. It's a super, it's a super divisive show, and I, I just part of actually, I, I think it's part of what's made it so iconic in anime. All right, Steven? What you- um, so I think I've said a lot of my feelings on this. So um, it's it's a show I personally hold in fairly high regard just from where it's sat in, in my anime life. Um, the, the characters outside of Kyosuke and Kirino I felt were really interesting, well-defined. Um their backstories surprised me in part, such as like Kurineko when she was like mothering her younger sisters and mm-hmm. um, like Sayori's reveal of her background and how she got to where she was. I felt those were bits that they didn't need to include in the show, but it was really nice to have those elements to be able to um, associate with the characters a little bit better. Um, again, they they were the f- characters were more fleshed out than that series ever really needed ever really like deserve the credit for mm. um because eventually they were just going to destroy those characters yeah yeah um, such, that's the worst part about it. <laughs> it 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 felt like they put in so much effort to bring those characters up and make them well defined just to bring them down at the end and that i think that's what hurts the most for me out of this show um there were also characters that i wish they'd fleshed out a little bit more so like senna and kanako i thought they were interesting characters they should have fleshed those more out rather than spend more time filling certain things with um fluff around Kirino just being Sundere again. Mm-hmm. Um sure. Um and I think there were for me there were a ton of like the the comedy in the first half of the ser- the in season one um definitely sold that series on me. Like that um it's it's comedy that still stands like it's ten years after it first aired and, and I, I think the comedy is still good in this mm. in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and the OVAs of season one, um, like some of the the aspects around the games development and the the game club and that that was some that was good anime that even like today I would I would put up there. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching those episodes. Um, sure. But then then I think I can't judge it all without including season two. Mm. And and season two had a high point. The the Kuradeka dating arc I felt was a high point in in um those those two episodes apart from the end and the last one. I really the, the end and the last one, I didn't like it, but I felt it was it was a good twist in the story. Mm. Um like I I, th- I felt it was a good for where we were watching on the group watch, I think it was a good cliffhanger because it yeah. really hit. Oh yeah. Um uh and I think that element, those two episodes were really bright spots in that second series. Um, the second season, it was, it was definitely going downhill from the start. Um, having reintroduced Kirino to the story, um, there were again comedy elements. So the rear, the rear um, coming across in that thing, I felt was. Again, it was the filler episode. It wasn't the true story, and the filler episodes were funny in that in that second season. Um, whereas Agreed. it was quite the opposite the first season. Mm-hmm. I felt the filler episodes were not as necessary than the actual story. Um, 
But that second season, then after that Kuroneko arc, just just plummeted. It just it just went into full destruction mode of yeah. oh, this season is coming to an end. We're running out. We're running out of source material. The the light novels have finished. Let's just go into full on fire starting mode, and <laughs> and let's just like all the fans that were there and had picked their best girls. Let's just piss all of them off. Yeah, full full, um, full felt mode from Reserve. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it, it was it 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 still baffles me now that like because the first time I watched it through, I didn't feel that way. Um, I, I think the first time I watched it through, my two favorite characters were Ayase and Kuroneko, and that hasn't changed. But mm. I think what has changed in watching this through again is I know I like those characters, but I feel terrible the way they were treated in the second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and I, to, to address the OVAs immediately, that took half a point off my score. Um, I kind of forgot about the OVAs, to be honest. Mm. Um, the season two OVAs, and I wish I had forgot about them fully. Um, the yeah. current echo moment in the OVAs is just the worst. I, I, I still see I, references online to the S to the sinking of the SS Kuroneko. Yeah, like, I think that's. If I was to put an objective hat on, I think it was it was a good bit of animation because it made you hate them for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like if if I could put any kind of put any benefit on those la- on the benefits of the wrong word um any kind of um acclaim on those those OVAs the way they that Kurineko um like essentially rejecting scene was done oh no um, one, one they, of, they, it, they they spent so much time and effort yeah. on that scene which it, it, it was so clear to it see it feels like the producers and the animators all love this character so much that they're like all right fuck this guy we're going to make this the best looking scene in the whole show because yeah, for sh- just just to for sh- show how much it's, we it's, hate this, it's yeah. They they really like it was so clear of all the in anything the OVAs that bit of it felt like it had like a gold star on that we're going to put all our budget into yeah. this. Um, the shredding of the notebook with all of the scenes yeah. kind of flying oh. out and stuff. It was such an impactful scene, and um, I and I think part of that I. I I I don't want to project like project my views onto it, but I I genuinely believe the animators knew that people were there were a lot of people that were fans of Kurineko and mm-hmm. they it felt it feels like the animators were saying what the light novel author did to this character we're going to make you feel it mm-hmm. because yeah. they, he's he's done this to you. Um, so. But then everything past that you may as well be forgettable because. It was just, um, and I don't like using this word. It was trash. The, the, after that, it was just let's burn everything to the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's 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 a really tough one for me because the first the the first season I thoroughly enjoyed the first season uh, with the OVAs, um, and I think if I was basing it fully on the first season, um, I'd probably score it with a solid four. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it for the second time. However, mm-hmm. um, when when I originally watched it through, I would have probably given it a four point five. I would say it's probably now after watching that second season again, uh, I'm going to have to give it a three. Um, mm. That the second season really it it really muddied it again, and I think 
if I was ever to watch Aremo again, I would just watch season one and the selected episodes from season two I feel like watching. Um, that's yeah. the kind of way my feelings are at the moment on it. Um, but honestly, the of those of the of the th- uh, the three points I've given it, like essentially, a lot of that also comes down to my my love of like the things around it, like the the music, mm-hmm. um, the fleshing out of the characters, um, the essentially the animation had nothing. I had no complaints over the animation. Like there were certain no, and there for were, the time too. Oh yeah, it's it's held up so well for ten years. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and especially for an animation studio that went under shortly after the first season, um, that it was clear that there was, and and when A one carried it on, the the it was also very clear that they kept the style very much the same. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. season one and season two almost felt felt pretty seamless. seamless. Yeah, yeah, um, which impressed me because I've I've seen shows that I'd love go between animation studios and the art style change significantly. Yeah. Um, so, I think all in all, um, I still, I, I still got a, a special place in my heart for for Oremo. Um but yeah, that second season, watching it the second time, is definitely, it's definitely muddied my thoughts on it. <laughs> I may have to watch it again to clarify those thoughts. Um, I, but yeah, um, go, go I, ahead, Jeff. I mean, I'm hearing it in your voice. I'm hearing it in Carlos' voice, and I'm. I'm feeling like the number I give to this show means nothing. I've never felt so bad about giving a score mm. to a show because I really don't want this to be boiled down to the score that I give it because the score I'm going to give it is going to put it in the Midland range. You know, it's like this is an anime that's average and this is not an anime that's average. Yeah, yeah. It's an anime that's really great at times and has given me probably the, my favorite female anime character of all time. Um, and maybe my favorite anime character. I don't know. It's hard to say that. I guess, like you know, we use the word term waifu, and I determined when I watched the show the first time, she's my anime waifu, and I've never strayed from that. Um, Kroneko, obviously, if you guys didn't. Know right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really, really enjoyed watching the show for so many reasons, and I want. I literally never that this the universes that it built you have like the meridu universe i wrote an article on our website when we started out about like universes within universes and i remember writing that and in looking into and doing research on meridu and kind of how cool it was that they built a side franchise to oreimo that felt alive um they gave it like love uh you know there wasn't much you knew about it but you knew of it it was a part of the show um and it built really good characters that had really good jokes about anime and like the otaku culture before I even knew what that was. Um, and it was enjoyable then. And it just as you know, even more so now on the second watch. Um, and it's so hard for me to like give this a score that after watching the second season in the OVAs, which put me in such a downer of a mood. Um, I can't give it like a four or a 4.5. Like I want to, because that would be putting it like in the, the, you know, the great category, right? Um, and I'm going to give the show a three. I, I'm right on board with with Steven. I think I have to. I have to give it a lot of credit for the music. I have to give it a lot of credit for um, the animation. I think I got to get a lot a lot of credit for building some of my favorite characters uh, in anime in general. Um, at least in this genre. Obviously, it's hard to compare this to characters from 
you know, I don't know, uh, Code Geass or something. Like, you know, it's like, uh, it's hard to compare the genres, but um, Ori Emo, like like you said, Stephen, it holds a special place for me uh, and I have to give it points for that. Um, But I also have to detract huge points for the direction that the writer insisted Mm. it go in because this could have been a five, in my opinion. The show, if some different decisions were made, it could have been a five. Um, And it's not. It's just, it's not, but it's not an average show. And I almost want to like, if Logan, you're listening to this, I don't want these (laughs) scores like posted anywhere because I think that everyone needs to hear this review and hear Uh, like our opinion. The overall score will be posted in our review archive. I know, I know it will, but it's like, uh, it's like, I almost don't want the number to be attached to it. You don't, you don't want to know it. Like I I just calculated the overall, we'll we'll talk about it after we get into our community (laughs) reviews, but I I did calculate the overall. Yeah. And, and. I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's a fair, this is, I've never felt in all of the reviews I've been doing, um, all the years I've been doing now anime reviews and putting numbers on these shows, I've never felt so empty giving a number to a show yeah. because this and show- you gave it a three, was, which is above average. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I mean though. Like a three, I, I consider a three, yeah, it's, it's slightly above average, but it's like, it's that score that you give a show that you're like, eh, it was all right. Yeah. And it's and- like, it's, it's it's the same reason like I was stumbling into my words talking about it because it's like it's like I want to give it more credit because I I feel so bad giving it a three because I don't believe it's average. Mm-hmm. I I don't believe it's middle grade. Well, I think the thing I is is that is we talked about though it it does some stuff really really well, but it does some stuff really really bad. And what's the middle ground between mm. peaks and valleys? It's the it's For the sure. middle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and this has some high high. Oh well, no, some decently high highs but some incredibly like cave diving spelunkingly blow lows so <laughs> yeah I, th- I think middle of the ground like I, that's why I, I agree i mean i've always talked about you know if if you're listening to this numerical values don't like our numeric it's it's really hard to and they're expressing it better than i can but it's really hard to put numerical values to your enjoyment um that being said we're going to put numerical values to our enjoyment because that's how we've always <laughs> done things um yeah. but 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 like we said this is an anime like, and to be fair there are other there are cornerstones of cinema that are like like they're cornerstones because they're so bad they're good like evil dead the first yeah. evil dead movie is a was a cult classic and now i would i would argue it's above cult classic now because it's it, it blew up into the mainstream um mm. there's a lot of stuff like that so it, it's not saying anything it's not it's not degrading the show it's that this is no. a this is a weird cornerstone of anime that is a, that gets a middling score from us because it has a, extreme extremes. So yeah, and as a group watch, it's a the five. extremist. Oh yeah. Oh no, as a group watch, yeah, watch this with your homies. <laughs> That'll be fun. There you go. As a group watch, this is a five. Yep. All right, let's get into our uh, our community reviews. Don't show it to your family. Yeah, though. no, don't don't, <laughs> no. Don't, don't, don't don't show most anime to your family. <laughs> like vet vet that shit, man. Come on. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, community reviews. Uh, we'll start. Off, I'll take uh, the first one. We'll start off with uh, Native American and our community left us novels. So I apologize. I'm going to be stumbling <laughs> over my words because I, I proofread these, but I didn't, I didn't memorize them. Uh, Native starts out with or emo, a deep analysis by Native American. I actually included that because I enjoyed the, um, the essay title. Uh, and yeah. then he goes on to say, Kuroneko is a cuck. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. All right. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. She did give up the man she was interested in, uh, and, and let him get stolen from under her. So, I mean, that's kind of the definition. 
Uh, for real, though, without the OVAs in mind, Oremo is fine. It's weird to describe it in this way, but it's become a cultural touchstone wow, of weebhood uh, on its infamy alone. It, uh, it's the original Dark Souls, I guess, even though subsequent <laughs> uh, entity, or entries into its quote-unquote genre uh, have improved on its various characteristics. Everyone talks about this one. Uh, I'll give this show credit for having a few genuinely, a few t- genuinely touching or relatable moments and also being uh, host to some very, very good girls. Kuro Neko is obviously the standout best girl. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and that's according to best girl statistics. 70% of y'all picked... Oh, that's right. Yes. I, I actually did pick uh, Kuro Neko as well. 70% of y'all picked uh, her don't at me. Still, even if Kuro Neko wasn't your jam, there are enough characters to go around for anyone to find a best girl. Senna being the number two pick, especially since she's one of the only girls who didn't show any affection towards the main character. You're not wrong, uh, but I'm rambling, uh, sort of. Um, so to rate the show without the OVAs, it's got to be a light two to two point five. Amazing group watch, disappointing solo watch. With the OVAs in mind, which I watched with IU and Crash, the absolute maddest of lads. Ori uh, Emo is just Evangelion because, barring God damn it, native, you're making me read this again. Barring any canonization uh, continuations, no, any canonized continuations. Sorry. Uh, the ending is just every character in the show enabling the MC's decision, and no one was cool with it. Uh, did my dude actually ruin his reputation with some of the co- of his coolest friends, i.e. Mom and me, just to break himself off a piece of that Ciscon bar? <laughs> 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 I don't one. don't enable him. Sorry, included Echo. You're you're supposed to be the marginally more responsible ones. I also just hate how the last episode makes Monami come across as the mastermind behind all this. Uh, as if Kirino's attraction to Kyosuke is direct cons- consequence of Monami being an absolute dink. Um, as, it, uh, as, if Kirino, as if Kirino doesn't actually love Kyosuke, but it's some weird twisted game to get back at Monami for stealing her playmate as a kid. In that case, uh, is Kyosuke actually romantically taking advantage of his underage sister based on Ran out of space. That's a character. Wow, he ran out of he ran out of space in Discord. Um, ran out of space. Two thousand character limit. Oriyama should should have had a one character limit, and it only be uh, Kuroneko. Am I right? Uh, LOL. (laughs) One out of five for the whole show with OVAs. So so there is a uh, Kuroneko manga that I have yet to read. I'm ashamed (sighs) to say. Native, um, reading your reviews it. is always an adventure. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was a good uh, one. Um, well said in a lot of places. I think we agree. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I need to get to that Kronenko manga. I've seen it on the store shelves a lot of times, and it's just I never see volume one, so I've never picked it up. Um, I'll take Crash. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, Crash threw his score out right in the beginning, one point five out of five. Actually, no, I that that's I put that there as a placeholder, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, Crash Crash rated this a one point five out of five. Reasons to follow: uh, the first season I enjoyed for the most part. Granted, um, some of the issues I have with the show are there. The whole Siscon thing, Kirino is uh, bratty, but at least she's tolerable at times. Uh, the drama comes off really forced and bad. But for the most part, season one is fun and has comedic undertone that makes uh, me able to laugh at the show's absurdity and uncomfortable nature. Overall, I give season one a three out of five. OVA one. So Crash breaks this down into sections, which I feel like is probably kind of fair. 
Uh, for the most part, I actually like the OVA. The first three episodes are a lot of fun to introduce the second best girl, Senna. Plus, there's the big focus on Kuroneko, which uh, was welcomed. Agreed. Um, I think I think I would say that that was probably some of the highlights of the show, uh, for sure. Um, however, the last episode is disgusting. Mm. It shows off why MC Kuhn is unhealthy, dysfunctional human being who only gets worse from here on out. The OVA earned a two and a half out of five. The only reason it's not lower is because a majority of it was pretty fun. Um, if it wasn't, it would be a solid one. Season two is essentially 13 episodes of an MC Kuhn being a disgusting human being. Beyond the obvious thing wrong with the season, his relationship with Ayase is especially disgusting. See spoilers for details. Uh, but that alone was fuel enough for me to truly hate the season. Besides that, the character flaws really start to show and drive everything downhill to the point of not having uh, of have of having not much to like about this season. Kirino's broadiness becomes insufferable. MC Kuhn becomes more predatory. They play off his horrible behavior as something dramatic, and it's really gross. Um, one out of five, fuck this season. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't. Yeah, there's more below, but... Yeah. I, I, I didn't um, post it, but like for, for this next one where he, he rates the final OVA, he, he posted mm-hmm. the gif of uh, the, the God is dead gif from uh, Nichijo. <laughs> 10 out of 10, dude. Way to go. Oh, God. Awesome. Um, 0.5 out of 5 for the final OVA. As a whole, I can't say I enjoyed Orimo. Season 1, um, I liked despite the flaws, episodes 1 through 3 of the first OVA were good. Everything else is pretty much a dumpster fire. The final conclusion is disgusting but also disappointing because I feel like nothing was ever accomplished, you know, besides making me want to cry in the shower for 45 minutes while the sappy piano music of the OST muffles my cries and curses to God, Haruhi, spoilers for the, <laughs> another show I love. Nice. Um, as a whole, I give it a one and a half out of five, despite how I feel about the show watching it with everyone. It was a hell of a time. And the highlight of my week, it was a five out of five group watch show. I think, yeah, I, I think overall we're all pretty much on the same page with these reviews. And this, it was a really, really great group watch. And that probably mm-hmm. did color my review a little bit. But um, I'll pass it over to you, Stephen. Okay, so I'll take I use then. Uh, or Amo, hmm? where do I start? Well, first off, <laughs> <laughs> I felt this is a very fun show to group watch. There was was plenty to comment on and talk about. I don't think I would have finished this uh, on my own, but in a group, uh, I felt it just really worked. Uh, I had a blast going through this with everyone. I'm glad so many people could, could participate. I would say this is one of my favorite experiences in the group watch so far. In terms of things I liked, I thought the animation was solid. The number of different outfits the characters wore and the attention to detail was top notch. I thought the music was awesome. God bless Hiro Kanasaki. Uh, <laughs> I thought... Oh, all of them had adorable designs and beautiful artwork. Uh, I may need to try and get my hands on an illustration book of the light novel illustrations. I can help with that, are you? Because I own that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, with that said, uh, there was so much I disliked in this show. Uh, the author continually squandered opportunities for proper character growth and gradual plot progression in favor of badly placed events and forced character changes. I think what irritated me the most was that the show did have the potential to be good. I don't think uh, the premise on the face of it was inherently bad. You can take something like this and use it as a platform to show people that they should not be afraid of their interests mm. and they are not alone in enjoying some of the weirder aspects of the fandom. Agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Very mm, much that's, so. That's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I think Curran Echo is a shining example of what this show could have been. Her journey from being someone who was more standoffish and withdrawn to really embracing who she wants to be and pursuing her dreams was great. But the author decided to squander all of that great character growth and turn her into the ultimate cuck, as Native so aptly put it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't say much about the ending, besides that I hate what they did with uh, Manami. Her character itself was fine, but the author deciding uh, to use her as a plot device that caused uh, Kirino to have a brother fetish just felt horribly wrong. The only conclusion I can take away from this is that Kirino doesn't love Kyosuke. She's just obsessed with the idea of loving him because Manami bullied her as a child. Ugh, it just felt so gross. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I'd give... That's another interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, that's another interesting point. Is that Kirino is just good at everything. She's got one of those probably those mentalities of like I. She's used to winning, mm. and that's an interesting kind of idea. Is like, did she fall for Kyosuke because she was told she couldn't have him? Yeah, and she's used to having everything. Yeah, which still Go just ahead. makes Sorry. her a terrible character. <laughs> it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's terrible. Uh, okay, uh, I'd give this show a two out of five without the last OVAs, mm. and even with uh, even that is me being generous because there was stuff I liked. Uh, I can't say I'd recommend this to anyone unless you are watching it in a group setting for the spectacle of it. I don't feel the OVAs are worth rating. I'm sorry people had to spend the time animating that. Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, though, once again, they were a blast to watch with Crashing Natives. Okay. Uh, so overall, you gave it a 2 out of 5. Uh, okay. I'll take uh, the next <laughs> two because one of them is just a sentence. <laughs> Phil, you're going to have to explain this one to me. Phil... Our Dude 69 in our, what do you call it, Discord, gave it a 4 out of 5. He said, 4 out of 5 overall. I could just pull a Hitler and pretend the ending didn't exist. Do you assume Hitler didn't think that war ended? Or did you that think? Raises, that sentence raises a ton more questions yeah, than answers. Yeah, I have answers. so many questions, <laughs> Phil. Uh, Future podcast, yeah. we'll talk to Phil about what that's uh, Very strange. All right. All right. The next one is uh, Demo. Or uh, for Stickman uh, from the Discord. Uh, I'll try to keep this short. Thank you. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, I just I I read that. I, I'll try to keep this short. And I I just I saw how long this is. Demo. <laughs> uh, overall, I enjoyed Oremo. I won't pretend it's the best show ever or anything, but it was entertaining at least. Um, the show has a lot of drama. I was surprised at how quirky. Or how quickly, sorry, how quickly quirky, how quickly it moved through the, uh, through the plot and how much drama there was. Uh, I had seen the first season before, but I had forgotten how much drama there is. A lot of drama is based around the different relationships Kyosuke has with the different girls in the series. It's obvious who the main girl was from the start because of the title uh, of the show. So there shouldn't be any surprise to who he ends up with. No, I strongly disagree. Um, <laughs> the... the Titles can be ambiguous, uh, which brings me to the issue of the ending. Uh, my issue wasn't um, with who he uh, ended up with, but how it was handled. It's like the author went for it, and, and then he, and then at the end, he didn't have the guts to fully commit to the relationship at the end. Yes, it's implied at the end uh, that Kiyosuke asked to continue the relationship at the end, but it's not actually said or confirmed. His confession made me laugh, though, with his with the big speakers in the back of the van. I'm surprised that wasn't a headline in the news the next day. Uh, regarding the big fight at the end uh, 
first off, does Kirino know how much glasses are worth to just go breaking them? Thank you. Uh, and if the, uh, the promise was only until graduation, what's the point of the fight? As Kirino could have uh, could have said, just wait until tomorrow, because as far as she knows, the relationship will end later that day. I think it was a year, wasn't it? I think it was Kyosuke's graduation. Um, oh, well, does that imply that there was that much time? I think so. I could be wrong. Okay. You know, someone at me. Um, talking about relationships, uh, where did the confession from Kaneko come from? Uh, there was never any hint that she liked him in that way. At least the relationship with ISA I can buy as they spent a lot more time together. While some can argue it was uh, like the plot of a hentai where the girl say, says no, uh, but by the end she loves it with how she was treated. But I can see how over time the relationship grows stronger. I mean, 50-50 on that one. Um, there are people I went to school with who didn't get along with, who I didn't get along with at first, but it ended up what ended we were, but by the end we were good friends. Um, there seemed to be a lot of time jumps, like when did Kyosuke move back home, uh, and what happened with his relationship with Kuranaka after the start of the first uh, after as. As at the start of the yeah, first like, season two OVA, they seem to have quite a close relationship again. Uh, and how did... Like somehow they went back to dating, like, uh, you know, after the ending, which was, mm. yeah, that was a little bit weird. And how did Kirino hide all that arrogate from her parents all those years? Surely they, uh, they go into her room sometimes, and it's not like they wouldn't know there was a wardrobe uh, in their own house behind the shelves. Wouldn't they be curious uh, what's behind them? Uh, and how did they keep the relationship a secret and also wouldn't their parents, especially the dad being overprotective, want to check on what's on her computer slash laptop. There's a number of Easter eggs hidden uh, for those who know their anime and eroge. Uh, there were quite a few games uh, slash anime that I recognize even with a slight uh, alteration of the titles. The animation is okay. Uh, every time there were, uh, there are background characters. Uh, they were perfectly still, which made me laugh. Um, there are a number of different songs throughout the show, many of which are quite good. Overall, I'd give Oraimo a three out of five. Whew, okay. Specifically, the background characters during the uh, confession with the speakers and everything, like mm. the fact that those people were just standing there watching. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> odd. Yeah, <laughs> not phone in the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. Um, all right, Seth. Uh, after finally getting to rewatching the season two OVAs and sitting down to think about it, I come out of it positively. Interesting. Uh, I've always had more of a positive outlook on the show than most of the community, mainly because I was able to more or less ignore the dreaded OVAs. The show as a whole is wonderfully funny, and while the characters aren't an instant hit, Kirino being the worst case of this, I did come to appreciate them. While the show had a lot of rom-com situations and a lot of exploration in its own slice of life, otaku culture it also had an endearing message of acceptance something that for many especially myself back in high school really needed and was a huge part of the reason why it stuck with me um yeah i think hidden in there if you look for it there are definitely like that that's true i think accepting kind of the fact that you like otaku stuff um i don't know that we really talked too much about that but i agree with that um but of course, the single biggest controversy with the show is the ancestral story goal. This is definitely not something 
for neither the uninitiated nor those with any sense of decency. Uh, this is what sets those who say they love trashy things and those who are true trash. <laughs> um, over the many years of watching anime and becoming open to watching nearly all kinds of shows, whether they be Slice of Life, Hentai, or even Boys Love, I don't mind it much anymore, and I'm able to just accept that for what the story is. A huge reason for this has to do with the fact that just watching this again and knowing the end goal of watching the entire series with that in mind. As I watched, I stayed tuned. Um, I stayed tuned on to how the two main characters grow, both as individuals and as a pair, coming to an understanding that they thought about it uh, for a long time and came to accept their feelings. They chose to entertain those feelings and give it a go in the end and bury those feelings once and for all. Um, yeah, I, I disagree with how they ended mm -hmm. it. I think I think I would have mm -hmm. been happier if they just came to terms and and they went off and basically the ending was that they were together. Honestly, I think that that would have been a better ending as disgusting as it may be. Um, <laughs> uh, to most of us, those feelings are unacceptable. And even if they were fine playing around with them in a show, to actually cross that line uh, would be too much. This is, of course, only a problem with the season two OVAs. So one can choose to simply watch the show without them. But it would be dishonest to judge a show only by its good and none of its bad in the end. The amount of joy I had watching the show far surpasses any negative I had. And because I have the advantage of watching, um, I had. And because I have the advantage of watching, knowing the end and seeing it build up to that end, I can watch it with a clear mind. Uh, and he gave it a four to five. So a much more positive spin mm. on it. I think I I agree with a lot of what you said, Seth. I disagree with um, with some of the takeaways you 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 got there. And I've already spelled that out throughout this <laughs> review so uh, <laughs> um i'll leave it to you to finish it off Stephen. okay so mine is from uh hollow uh and uh i feel like this show could have been a lot better if current echo did not break up with the mc strong agree i don't and <laughs> strong yeah. strong agree uh <laughs> i don't understand her reasoning for why she broke it off i know uh i know her reasoning but i don't see why she did it uh, they act they actually had a genuine connection and like the relationship between the MC and Kirino. Uh, other than that, uh, the comedy was pretty decent in the series. Other positives, and probably the biggest positive for me, is actually Kirin Echo. Uh, I loved how cute her character is and how much she actually liked the MC Kun. She is top tier. I really liked uh, Sayori and Ayase. I would have been fine if Kyosuke actually got with either of them. I did enjoy Kyosuke's efforts to help others through their problems. Time for the issues. <laughs> Towards the tail end of the series, I grew to hate Kyosuke. Uh, I know that they say you can't help who you fall in love with. Well, I don't think that is true some of, some of the time. I think it's totally possible if it's your freaking biological sister. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, dude, come on, Kirino is a straight-up bitch. <laughs> I, I know that she is supposed to be Tsundere. She doesn't even do the dere right. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, didn't really like Manami. She is supposed to be sweet, but she did effectively ruin the brother-sister relationship of the earlier childhood of Kirino and Kyosuke, in my opinion. I mean, she is right that the, la the later relationship between Kirino and Kyosuke is toxic and disgusting. However, she had the most... However, she had the most common sense of every anyone when it came to the viewpoint of the main relationship. Uh, but I think she sh uh, should have just confessed earlier, like everyone. Okay, yeah, I agree with oh. that. I, I think I think she should have done it before the series even started. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. 
Uh, overall thoughts. Uh, if they went down the route of Kurineko, then the series would have been 4.5 out of 5, but they didn't. So the negatives are too many for me to give a, a great score. I honestly have to give it a 3 out of 5. I enjoyed it, but uh, for how much I didn't, uh, but uh, for how much I did not like Kirino and how much she detracted from my enjoyment of the show. Also, Kyosuke turned into the biggest idiot in the group. Mm. Strong agree. Mm. Yeah, good yeah. points. I think, I think overall, like I agree with most of what was said in these reviews um, from the community. So yeah. I know most of you guys were part. I don't know, Holo, you were in the group yeah. watch sometimes, maybe. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if he was there the whole time, but. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, great points. Um, honestly, Kanako spinoff series. If I had to pick a spinoff series, I might even pick a Kanako spinoff series over Kuroneko because I feel like you know what you're getting with Kuroneko, but I'd be really curious to see, uh, what would come of, uh, a Kanako. <laughs> Kanako's <laughs> life as an idol. I would, I would watch yeah. a Monami slice of life where she just wa- runs the, the sweet shop and, in like at in the later years and just doesn't see Kyosuke anymore. That'd be amazing. I think that's like I, I really <laughs> love that you put it that way, in that like the 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 cherry on top to this whole series, and I think what makes it more palatable is that you hate what he did to all these girls, but you do know that they are going to find someone that will treat them hopefully much better than he and that, you know, they deserve or that deserves them a little more. So, um, you know, the side stories would be cool, but we can, we can just imagine and know that, uh, they all ended up with someone better anyway. So it's a good thing. Yep. Okay. So with that, uh, the overall, uh, with, we, we take the average of the community, the over, uh, average of the community is 2.5. So with their average combined with our, uh, scores, that is an overall of 2.5 out of five. Uh, pretty the good. Most middle ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for a show as divisive as this, I, I feel like that that makes sense. Um, I mean, granted, again, don't let this paint your your view. If you've never seen it and that sounds interesting, you, it is one of those things that people people bring up in the anime community. It's just one of those things that gets referenced. Mm. So I'd say watch it, but I would strongly recommend watching it with a group. Um, because it like that did make it so much more fun. Uh, as as device as hard as some of these scenes were to watch, man, was that a good like, a fun group watch. Um. So yeah. Uh. Closing uh closing thoughts. <laughs> From you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I I I think I've given it. I I think I've given my thoughts on the show. Um. I actually. I love this show. It's, you know, maybe not from a score point of view, a wonderful, perfect show. It's not, you know, it's not a show I could give a five, but it's a show that definitely is special to me as an anime. And I think um, it was a really, really enjoyable show to watch, especially as a group. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely echo those thoughts. Like, I, I, I personally hold it in, in very high regard. Um, it was a super fun show to, to watch in a group. But yeah, there, there there are there are unavoidable aspects of this this anime, which I think just has to has to drag you down back to earth a little bit. Um, mm. And um, I think I think personally, I'll, I, it's definitely a show worth watching. I would say 
Um, it is a it, it is a cornerstone. I still see people in conventions walking around with our emo tags on their bag and keychains. So mm-hmm. it's very it's very much still there in the community. Um, yeah, at a uh, Cost Buy, I bought a uh, card case with Kuroneko on it from when we were in Japan. So same, I mean, same. it's like still merch. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's still it's still the the community around our emo is still is still alive ten years later. So. Um, I think that that does all of the describing it really needs to do for the show. Okay. Well, you heard it here. Uh, go watch it, but preferably in a group. Uh, and if you're interested in getting in on our group watches, uh, you can do so by getting in on our Discord community. Um, you can do that by uh, dropping us a message on a, a message on any of our uh, various social medias. We're on Twitter um, at the or no, I'm sorry at anime underscore arcade. We're on Instagram at the an- underscore anime underscore arcade, uh, facebook.com slash anime arcade. Uh, we're on YouTube. You have to look us up. Unfortunately, we don't have a, uh, a hyperlink. Uh, so just look up anime arcade on YouTube. We're on uh, Twitch, uh, anime underscore arcade uh, at Twitch or yeah, twitch.tv or however you do that. Uh, our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com. And our website is animearcade.net, which I've recently fixed up. And our review car- archive is up to date. So go check that out. Um, and uh, thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> I know it was hard work. <laughs> um, so that was. Uh, if, if you want to get in on our group watch, uh, be part and like have us read out your ridiculous novel of a review. Uh, you know, drop us a message in any one of those, and we'll get you an invite to the Discord, and you can come and hang out with uh, with myself and and, and Jeff and, uh, and Stephen here on occasion uh, when when UK time zone permits. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday nights have been, you know, becoming, especially with Final Fantasy, they've been becoming a, a pretty cool hangout night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday nights become very much Saturday mornings for me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sunday mornings. I lose track of days even yeah. because I lose days. <laughs> yeah. If you're interested in jumping on uh, for, for some, for the group watch or for, for maybe some Final Fantasy, if you play Final Fantasy 14, uh, we'd love to have you. Um, so uh, please do. But uh, for now, uh, Jeff, uh, Steven. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me today. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, uh, we Been a will, pleasure. We will catch you guys uh, on the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening, guys. See you, Evan. <laughs>